0: The f- happened last night you find out the morning after let's do this
1: thing all right let's do this thing as the guy just said <laughs> the morning after has begun i guess it's uh, what is it is a wednesday edition of the program yeah whatever uh, good, good morning i'm gabriel moretti um thrown it down midtown manhattan new york city where people are as uh, ultra Unfriendly as they can possibly be <laughs> this morning. I, I'm just gonna try to laugh it off, but it's one of these days today. It's like, I don't know what it is. Everyone's giving me dirty looks uh, everywhere I go, and uh, you know I'm like the Incredible Hulk, but not like when he's all green. I'm like like the the mild mannered uh, like uh, you know I'm the mild mannered dude during the day, David Banner. You know, but like don't make me angry, man. And I just let some dude like step in front of me on the elevator. I'm like after you, sir. Guy just like. Ugh. Gives me a look like, are you supposed to be here? I really wanted to punch him in the face, especially after getting screwed over to National Hockey League uh, last night. I come in here and uh, I understand, uh, speaking of the Incredible Hulk, uh, our boy Chris Bavona supposedly is like tearing up the pit down there. Uh, he's he's going off. Like, you don't want to make uh, Bavona angry. He really is like the Incredible Hulk. Um, I'm sitting here and then we got, we got Alex and, uh, we got people running around like plugging things in and whiteboards and stuff. Joe, it's, it's been a hectic start to the
2: morning here. Listen, I woke up this morning and it was 51 degrees freezing my ass off. So I got my own issues going on here in Miami right now. Like I, like what clothes, like I don't have clothes for 50 degrees anymore, Gabe. I don't even know what to do with myself. Did
1: you just say 51
2: degrees? That's right. Ass cold. And, and you you you're complaining. <laughs>
1: I thought you were from Long Island.
2: Uh, yeah, that was a million miles ago, man. million years ago. You, they say your blood doesn't thin out. Yeah, your ass. It thins out. Let me tell you something. It, it thins out in a hurry. You
1: know what the weather is right now in New York? 22 degrees.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Maybe not the... Yeah. Know the room. 20, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> 22. <laughs> 22. You are, you are correct about that. Um, look, I'm from Montreal, where it's, it's usually pretty freaking cold. And mm. I swear to God, as cold as I've ever been in my life was uh, when I was living in Los Angeles. And I've had some cold nights in Nevada as well. It's all relative, right? Yeah, of course. After you live somewhere for a couple of years, it doesn't matter. Ooh, you're somewhere. <laughs> nope. If it's cold, it's cold. All right. It's cold. The morning <laughs> after. Cam Stewart, he's never cold. I'm gonna step up and in from the bunker. A couple of surprises as well. Let's go.
7: to hire post your job at indeed.com slash hire indeed the world's number one job site source com score total visits
8: i had great results i lost 70 pounds my weight 265 and went down to 195 my doctor told me if it works for you then do it but a lot of people say to me how did you lose the weight i said i take andro 400 every day i'm gonna take it forever
9: that was walt talking about andro 400 now listen to what bob has to say natural and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com.
1: Morning after. Fantasy Sports Radio and Television and Networks. I am Gabriel Brenti in Midtown Manhattan, Joe Raneri, This is in on the Floridas cold. Ooh, it's mm. cold in uh, in Florida. Uh, 22. In uh, in New York, I see uh, sooner Lisa saying that it's a uh, 17 in uh, in Oklahoma. That's pretty uh that's pretty uh, pretty cold. Um <laughs> <your mind. laughs> But hey, listen, Hope Springs Eternal. Uh, baseball's around the corner. Uh, March Madness is uh, March Madness is actually here. People think like March Madness is just actually like the tournament. It's not really the tournament. Like it's the whole month uh, of March where it's uh, it's the craziness to get in uh, the tur- to the tournament. That's it's like life itself. Uh, Joe will get deep. It's the uh, it's the journey uh, to the tournament. Like the tournaments, like all these teams, you know, like a Southern University or like a Jacksonville State or you know, like you know the random sort of. Teams that that get in by winning these these little conferences and stuff, that's the thrill. Like that's the thrill. It's it's not fun for them when they're going to be playing against Kentucky and they're losing by 28, right? <laughs> then like then like the shine wears <laughs> off and they're sitting on the bench thinking, wow, well, damn, how long does it take to get home? And like you know, like the the thrill is actually getting there. And conference uh, conference tournament started last night. We went two and zero. We took both home teams. In the Horizon League, and um, it continues tonight. We'll talk some college basketball. We'll run, uh, we'll run the board here, and I actually like a couple of games uh, tonight. I'm fired up. As soon as this show is over, I'm gonna go right to the uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook and get some action in. I'm gonna uh, play the board pretty hard tonight, Joe. Play some college basketball tonight.
2: You know what else is? It's also it's March Madness from a betting perspective, too, because over the next 10 days, Gabe, before we even get to the tournament, a lot of value can be found in these conference tournament games because Vegas, you know, you got four or five games in a row here for a lot of these teams, and Vegas just usually doesn't keep up. There's going to be some really whacked out lines over the next 10 days that you can take advantage of from a betting perspective.
1: Yeah, one thing you really have to be careful uh, with and uh, double check, and you can take advantage of it like Joe Stanley. Listen, like anything, research, research, research. Uh, but when it comes to the college basketball stuff, know the scenarios, uh, mm-hmm. know what happened in the regular season between the teams, um, and uh, know where the games are as well. Yep. Know where yep. the games are. You could be fooled at times. It could say at, if you're looking at like at a covers.com or something, and it could say, oh, at, you think it's a home game, or you know you don't really know where the, the neutral court is. Like, like the Horizon League's a little tricky, they play the quarterfinal games um, at teams uh, on campuses. So you yep. know, like last night, it was like uh, you know Illinois Chicago at Wisconsin Green Bay, uh, Indiana Purdue at Wright State, etc. But now, then there was only eight teams in the Horizon League Conference. I think they only have ten teams, so there was eight in their in their conference tournament. They the last two don't make it. It's pretty cool actually. There should be yeah. a ramification for sucking. So. Mm. Um, you don't make the the tournament, and now the last four games are on a neutral court in Detroit. So it's sort of little nuances like this. Um, We'll talk a lot about college basketball. That's not a road
2: game. Like, neutral game is not a road game. Don't confuse those two as well. Just because it says at, you know, neutral courts are are a totally different ball game than than road. You know, if a team is truly on the road in a hostile environment, that's not what's happening here.
1: No. No, and you know what? Some books, some sports books and some websites are better at it where it'll say like Cal Poly versus Riverside at the Anaheim Honda Pond or whatever, Anaheim Arena. Some books don't do it, right? Or some yeah. some sites don't do it and you're kind of like, oh, man, I didn't realize um you know, they were playing uh, they were playing in their, in their home city or whatever." Um which is interesting actually. You can actually blindly bet in the NCAA tournament. You can blindly bet whatever team is playing closer to, to home and to their campus. Now, generally, in, in college basketball, in a tournament, if you're playing closer to home, it means you were good because you're right. getting, um, you know, you, you had a high seed, et cetera. But the campus proximity, and I'm not stating you just blindly bet every game like that, but it does actually make a difference, and a pretty significant difference, actually, Joe, the 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 travel. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of college kids, they don't travel much. If you're in the Big Ten, you're taking buses, you know what I mean? Or you're taking buses, you're taking sometimes charter, charter uh, flights, that are like 45 minutes, an hour. Where the hell are you going? <laughs> you know, Ann Arbor to, to East Lansing to Columbus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you're, you're just staying in these areas. Suddenly you get these kids flying around and traveling and stuff. They're not used to it, and it does catch up to them.
2: Yeah, And don't be fooled, too, because, uh, you know, you you get in some of these conference tournaments where a team only won four games going up against a team that won 18. Yeah, well, a lot of times that uh, that team was a double digit underdog who only won four or five games during the season. That is their national championship. Exactly. like we saw last night with Duke and Wake Forest. Wake Forest has been abysmal all year long, and yet you'd have thought what, what they were. If you just watched that game last night, you go, wow, this Wake Forest team is actually pretty good. and But no, they're not. That's
1: a great point that you raise. You know what, Joe? Bad teams usually play their best at the end of the year. You know what I you mean? Know. We have nothing to lose. It's like, all right, guys, okay. this really is it. You know what I mean? Yeah, this really it is. is it. If you go in, you're like a seven-win team, and you go to one of these conference tournaments, it's like, whatever, dude. You're mm-hmm. playing with house money. You know, yep. you're you're playing with house money, and you get a lot of sort of teams that start to fade. Better teams will start to fade. You're right. It is tricky. Another thing to keep your eye on, too, guys, is as the tournament, uh, when the tournament starts, is keep your eye on sort of like the gym that it's in. How does that gym play? What are the rims like? Are the rims tight? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and and when they get further along and they start getting into bigger venues, specifically when they play in stadiums, you take a look at the first half unders. Like, first half unders and props, sort of low scoring. The kids aren't used to these sight lines. They don't play nope. in stadiums. You know what I mean? They play in arenas. They play in gyms. And the the depth perception is completely different and they, you know, it usually takes them like eight, ten minutes to adjust. I'm telling you, every national championship game is like that. And yeah. final four game, they get them in these big stadiums, and the first eight to ten minutes, clank, 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 and then finally, <laughs> you know, the kid will figure it out. Oh, okay, the depth perception. It screws them up. They're not used yeah. to it. You got curtains. You got like, there's, there's no roof. People don't understand. Like, look, you played baseball. You know, the, the hand eye. You know, the coordination of precision with basketball, the sight line is massive, Joe. And you yeah, get what? thrown into these big stadiums and stuff. It really throws kids off. It's always
2: been one of the biggest advantages Syracuse has playing in the carrier. Good call. Dome, um, you know, they have a distinct advantage over. And they're other playing teams. zone. You got to hit a three.
1: And yeah, you <laughs> got that white dome roof and yeah, you don't yeah. know where the hell you are. You feel like you're on the moon, right? You're like, there's yeah. nowhere around you.
2: Yeah, You can see the kids in their eyes. They get, it's like deer caught in a headlight. Some of these teams that come in for the first time are like, "What? what is, the, none of this looks, I mean, look how big this place is. So, you got to take that into consideration as well.
1: You know, we've got, um, we've got, um, we've got a couple of recipes for success uh, for March Madness uh, that we'll share. And I'll tell you guys right now, uh, Mark Lawrence's uh, playbook at March Madness special is second to none as mm. far as the information and past history of uh, the tournament. But, Speaking of uh, gambling, so we hit the college basketball last night, but, you know, last night uh, on yesterday's Game Time Decisions, uh, me and Cam were talking about the hockey games, and pretty much every hockey game last night, Joe, was like a massive favorite, man, like massive numbers. Like the New York Islanders are struggling. They've lost five of their last seven games, three of their last four, and there they were laying like minus 290 or something, or like (laughs) it was minus 340. It, It was something ridiculous. All the way across the board, all right? Big, big, uh, like the New Jersey Devils were playing at home. They were at home. They were plus 210. All right? So I had the Ottawa Senators plus 260 at the New York Islanders last night.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, 4-4, I lost in a shootout. Yeah. <sighs> All right? I turn the channel. I flick it over. I'm like, oh, damn. The Devils are in a shootout. Mm. This is literally, you can't make this up, literally like 45 seconds later. Like, I'm doing a show, and someone's like, can I even said, I'm like, oh, I'm going to lose. I never win shootouts. And I'm not even exaggerating. Like, I never win shootouts. So I'm like, oh, God. And someone's like, "Uh, Marenzi, devil's in a shootout. Bing. I get the devil game on. Lose the shootout at at plus 210. So I lose a plus 260 in a shootout. 45 seconds later, I lose a plus 210 in a shootout. And then I I have the wild plus 155 or plus 170, whatever. At the Predators, it's tied at two after two periods of play. I say, you know this is going to go to a shootout I'm (laughs) going to lose. It did. (laughs) I lost three shootouts in a row last night. (laughs) Like even a broken clock is right twice a
8: day.
10: If
9: you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPL plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7.
11: That's 800-296-1252. Hey,
3: travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780.
11: 855-325-1780.
10: That's 855-325-1780. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491.
2: So the NFL scouting combine has come and gone with the 2019 NFL draft just around the corner for serious fantasy football players. It is just never too early to start prepping for the 2019 season. Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long, betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year so you can have an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% now at rotoexperts.com. Use the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com.
1: Yeah, and speaking um, speaking of the uh, Daily Roto uh, crew, uh, absolutely killed uh, killed it and crushed it once again uh, last night. One of the subscribers uh, won a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, Drew Dickmeyer added to his big uh, pile of money. Uh, he won a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, another player won ooh, only forty thousand dollars last night. So the Daily Roto uh, crew pretty much uh, crushed it for two hundred and forty thousand dollars. Uh, last night in the NBA, I believe the, the point total that uh, Dick Meyer uh, gave out and had himself as well, 384 points.
2: I can't. Yeah, which is not easy yeah. to get. I'd have pulled the 15 bucks with you, Gabe. But you know what I mean? I don't want to half with you and been like, hey, here you go. Here's here's 750. Yeah, but go these
1: – these, <laughs> see, these, these, the, 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 the DFS players, it's sort of like people who win the lottery, right? Like if you see like an old lady who won the lottery, and oh, I just played one ticket and I won sixteen yeah. million dollars, it's not the first time she ever played a ticket in her life.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's so true.
1: Like when I was I was younger and dumber, I was at a casino and uh, I'm like eighteen years old type thing, and there was an Asian lady there and she won like thirteen thousand dollars. And it was a lot of chips, man. Like you know, it was like you know, you know, the hundred dollar chips and five hundred dollar chips, and they sort of like she had a big stack of them. And she didn't crack a smile, and me like an idiot. I said, you know, lady, if I just won thirteen thousand dollars, I'd be a little bit happier. But I was young and dumb, and you know, I wasn't thinking it. The poor lady probably already lost her house and her business and her restaurant <laughs> and uh, and her car. Yeah, yeah. Like, it happens yeah. to me, like. I cashed, like, 1200 bucks out of the FanDuel Sportsbook. But he's like, congratulations,
2: buddy, hey. He's like, like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, yeah. What I, mean. I, I need 40 more of these to break even. Thanks. Yeah, I was like,
1: whatever. <laughs> I told him, I said, no, I, I left more here. I was like, whatever, buddy. <laughs> Trying to butter me up for a nice tip.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn! Can't go wrong with 100k, 15 bucks, 100k, one ticket using the uh, using the uh, optimizer. Like, come on, man, that's awesome.
1: Oh, it really is. Listen, I use the optimizer on a nightly basis, and it, it, you, you're kind of screwed without it. It's one right. of these deals where it's sort of like teams in real life, Joe. You can't fully rely on analytics, but if you ignore analytics, you're you're out of the loop. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you're just at home and you're like, Oh, I'm gonna do this myself and I'm going through it, okay, but you're going up against guys and computers and algorithms and some, some pretty smart people and some pretty smart computer programs and I hate to admit it because I hate I hate where the world is going with computers and technology and artificial intelligence, et cetera, but they they are smarter than us. Yeah. Like, they are able to get smarter exponentially faster than humans are. That's going to be the demise that they just get too smart. But I've said this all the time, and you know this. When you're betting, like, I, I went to Vegas, guys, in, like, uh, 1988, all right? Like, the Mirage was just, like, being finished and stuff. And I actually bet, um, I actually bet, it was a place called Leroy's. And it wasn't like a casino or anything. It was sort of like a little, like, you know, a little place in a strip mall type thing and they had him around the city and it was literally it was literally the blackboard dude with the chalk and it was literally a fat guy smoking a cigar like I thought I was in a movie you know I was like this is Vegas you know what I mean like <laughs> it was like wow it's like my first time in Vegas and I was like this is awesome Leroy's and you know, they'd be the guy, all right, we're moving it to six. And, yeah, they'd scratch it off. They'd, they'd, you know, they'd erase it. They'd spramps plus six. They'd, they'd put it back in. You're not doing that anymore. No. When you're, we're betting, we're betting against, like, a bunch of dudes that, like, graduated from MIT and used to work for NASA and now are deciding to use their skills for sports betting algorithms, Joe. It's a killer. You're not betting against the guy. You're betting against machines now.
2: Yeah, and and why would I want uh, a competitor? Why would I want somebody else to have an edge that I can also have? I mean, you got to be crazy not to go ahead, get yourself signed up, and to have the tools necessary to gain that edge. Why would you want other people to have it and you not?
1: Well, they did the betting this year, and I did the show, Sports Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so we went over the Daily daily Roto, got into football, because great projections, projections lead to final scores, et cetera. And the computer, I'd like to get the final number. I don't know if Cardano or if Colin Drew's out there right now. We can get the final number with their record as far as totals were concerned. Mm. Like a good example is they had a five-star play. at a computer on uh, remember the um, the um, so the, Nas- the the Super Bowl. All right, they had a five-star play on the under in the Super Bowl. Okay. Like lowest uh, lowest uh, score in Super Bowl ever. Um there was another playoff game where the total was fifty-eight. Their projected mm. score was thirty-five. It got to thirty-two. Like and I remember laughing. I was like, I actually asked Dick Meyer, is it a mistake? Like I was like, the total's fifty-eight. You guys are saying it's gonna get to like thirty-five. And <laughs> the computer, it has no emotion. Like the computer doesn't matter that it saw a team score thirty-eight points the week before. Like the computer final score projections were like like lethal, like the combined score points, like it was like seventy four percent or something, dude, like seventy three percent. Like next year, I'm literally just gonna blindly bet every damn total the daily roto gives on on the on the premium right. betting stuff, and yep. I'm gonna cash. I you're gonna cash. I'm telling you. The sides were a little trickier, but uh, the the totals absolutely freaking crushed it. But as I stated, so last night, guys, you know, I was feeling I was feeling saucy. I'm like, yeah, we'll bet some underdogs. You know, and the the old deal, Joe, so I took four underdogs, you know, plus 260, plus 210, plus 170, plus, uh, you know, 185. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, if I hit one of them, I'll lose a couple of bucks. I hit two of them, I make money. I hit three of them, hey, we're rolling. I lose three of the four games in a freaking shootout, bro.
10: Yeah.
2: And you picked a night where favorites went nine and one, man, nine and one. They went against the number like you got to be kidding. You could not have picked a worse night to go favorite shopping. I mean, to go underdog shopping. You could not have picked a worse night. Nine and one. The Ducks were the only team and they were only plus 140. That was the only dog to win the entire night. And
1: I swear, I'm going to I'm going to snap. I'm going to snap like Bavona. If I if I see on entrepreneur, oh, you should have played the puck line plus one and a half. Yeah, yeah, oh, thanks, buddy. Yes, my,
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, please. I always I always yeah. like that after the fact. Yeah. I had the Toronto Raptors last night. That was a disappointing play. I'll tell you what though, the Houston Rockets and I'm not a believer in Harden. I, I don't you know I don't know if it's not I'm not a believer Fair. in him. I just don't really like him all that much. I don't like the fact he doesn't play defense. Um, he really only has two moves. He's got his little thing <laughs> where he takes it to the rack and, and um, he gets the foul called. Right. But I got to tell you, this dude has pretty much perfected that little shimmy three thing that he does that he steps in, he steps back, and he hits the followaway three. And I've seen a lot of like, you know, smart basketball guys and great shooters. Like Reggie Miller was talking about what a hard shot that is to make.
11: Mm.
1: That like he's going backwards and that's what gets the arc and he doesn't get blocked. What it's incredibly difficult to do, but man, this guy just drains them time after time. And don't look now, guys, but the Houston Rockets are starting to put it together a little bit. They have the second best record in the NBA since December the eighth. Like they, these guys are starting to come together right now.
2: Yeah, either they did six in a row, six or seven in a row now that they've uh, they've rattled off. They're doing it quietly too, because they're still. You know, Oklahoma City and them are battling for that three and four spot. But Oklahoma City has the toughest schedule remaining uh, of the year. And, and you can see it's starting to take its toll. Poor George finally came back last yep. night. He had a bit of a shoulder problem. But it's still Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota. It's, you know, they dominated them uh, all across that game last night. And it's not going to be easy for OKC down the stretch here.
1: Now, speaking of which, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. They've had eight straight games in which they haven't covered. They're always mm-hmm. ATS in their last eight games. The Golden State Warriors, guys, the Golden State Warriors are now 1 and 10 against the spread in their last 11 games. Hey, you got to be a real stupid idiot to bet on the Golden State Warriors right now. Like, uh, like oh, yeah, like, like me. <laughs> like, you didn't fade them? <laughs> no, well, it was down to four and a half last night. They're playing uh-huh. Boston. Boston are, like, hustling us out. Oh, we all hate each other. We don't get along. Like, dear God, man. Like, the war. Like, we heard the disgustedness of of Steve, uh, of Steve Kerr, and I understand why. I, I, I'm yeah. just disgusted as well. One of those nights. So, yeah, the Oklahoma City Thunder guys are 0-8 against the spread their last eight games. The Lakers mm-hmm. are 0-6 against the spread. The Pelicans are 0-6 against the spread their last six. Meanwhile, the Clippers have covered five straight. The Grizzlies have covered three straight. And now the Philadelphia 76ers have actually covered uh, three straight. Um, the Raptors, they, and these guys burn money like um, like Snoop Dogg burns Laker players and and weed. Mm. Yeah, it's it's like I said, just bring on the damn NBA playoffs, bro. Like I think it's time to start focusing on college basketball, where the kids are actually caring about the games, as opposed to the NBA, where it seems to me that it's just sort of the calm before the storm now.
2: Yeah. Well, listen, Portland too uh, had quite a streak going until uh, they they came into Mike Conley comes back, drops 40 on them last night. And Memphis at home, which is, seems to be the only place they can cover and win, uh, they end up taking down uh, the Portland Trailblazers. I know a lot of guys that uh, lost on that game as well, just didn't see it coming.
1: All right. Uh, you know what? I think we should play more DFS, less less betting. Amen. This, we got to play a big parlay to win $100,000. <laughs> And Drew Dinkmeyer crushed it, 100K. A daily roto subscriber hit and uh, hit 100. Another dude hit 40. We we talk about it and more.
0: DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRodo.com.
12: You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently.
13: <sighs> I sure feel that way.
12: That's why there's Nasacord it's different too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms.
7: My antihistamine doesn't do that?
12: None of them do.
7: Oh, that is different.
12: And that's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief.
7: So even if I'm wired differently,
12: Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable use as directed.
5: Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew calls Uncle Sam.
1: morning after continues fantasy sports radio and television network. I am Gabriel Morensi. throwing it down in midtown Manhattan. Joe Ranieri is in uh, Florida. And uh, Joe, I'm firing you off a tweet right now. I'm going to send it to you, your Twitter messages here. Uh, I'll retweet it, though, Uh, again on my Twitter um, timeline. I tweeted this out yesterday. We got a lot of responses uh, about it. We'll get to Drew Dickmeyer in, in a moment. But this is some crazy, crazy stuff, guys. Um, this is from the Turkish uh, soccer league, all right? Division three, so the third level. Turkey plays high-level soccer, obviously. So, you know, division three is still pretty big, big stadium, and, and all that type of stuff. So, basically, there's this team, uh, a spore and my apologies if I butcher any of the uh, the team names here, but a uh They're taking on uh, Sakarya Spor, so it's a Medspor versus Sakarya Spor. And there's this player Mansoor Kalar. and I tweeted out the video here. And um, so you know, like soccer players, you know. So here we go. So look, like look at the guy how he touches people, and you know he's sort trying to of patch them. And look, so he's got something in his hand. So look, when he whenever he pats someone, and look, he's doing it a lot. Look, he pats the guy on the ass there. He grabs someone by the back of the neck. He basically has a razor blade. Look. He cuts the guy, he cuts the guy in the throat. Like he's got it when he grabbed the guy, he's got a little razor blade in his head. Look, he's just walking around the field like cutting everybody up. And I don't know if we can play if you got the picture after so after the video here. You know, scroll down and look at the players, how scarred up they are after the games. So he's been criminally charged.
2: Wow.
15: That's crazy.
1: Like, yeah, it's beyond. Like so beyond nuts. If you can, Sean, get the pictures. Scroll down. You get the pictures of the players and how cut up these guys are. And, you know, it's it's over the top. I thought I've thought I've seen it all, but it's like out of the last Boy Scout when buddy's like busting out the gun and shooting people when he's running down the field. Um, which I gotta be honest, I've I've hoped for a couple of times when I've had a big bet on the game, but it was why can't this be like the last Boy Scout? But I don't know how, like, the guy got away with it for the entire game. So look at the players, Joe. Yeah, that's crazy. Look at the players. Damn. This guy was running around a soccer uh, pitch. They think he had a needle, too. They think he had a needle and a a razor blade. And every time he sort of came in contact with someone, he'd just sort of try to graze them and get them. And evidently... Like, I would have killed the guy on the field. Like, I wouldn't have gotten that cut up. I'm shocked it like, you took that You figure out, hey, guys this guy's got a razor out. blade, and he's trying to kill us. Yeah. I mean, look, he grabs the guy by the throat with a razor blade.
2: He's got it in his hand. They can see it, too. That's crazy. Where's the ref? What is this, the WWE? What is this Earl Hebner? Yeah. <laughs> look at this guy. He's just cutting people
1: left and right. Here, look, he a little ass here. Boom, boom. Look at the goalie. The guy's like, what the hell? Like, You see, like, wow. if he feels it after. Hey, look at this guy. Comes up, touches him in the back of the neck. Oh, yeah, it's, the... it's absolutely, it's it's, it's, it's insane.
11: <laughs> hey, wow.
1: I thought, like I said, I thought I've seen it all. I, I, I thought I've seen it all in sports. Even his own teammates are like, what the hell is wrong with you, dude? And the best is they, they denied it after. How dare you accuse us of this, but whatever the words out like this guy's got to be banned for life he should never be allowed to play soccer again in jail that that's a good
2: point but yeah i I don't know how the turkish justice system works was it for for the national team like what what is he is it just a league he's just
1: yeah he's a third division guy so this would be like um, like the international baseball league or something
2: you know what i mean oh that's just awful this is, well, it's the lot comparison.
1: It. Like, cause you can put it this way: you can bet on it
2: if you want to big it. Well, all right. Well, yeah, you I'll can write down what's the name of that team? Medsport Medsport Medspor. med, sport. <laughs> med, <sport. laughs> med <sport. laughs> That's uh, it. How many? Uh, how many points are they get? Uh,
1: all right, so we, we didn't get to here, and uh, we're working on uh, we working on uh, Drew Dinkmeyer. Um, Charlie Casterly. Charlie <laughs> Casterly, I guess now of the NFL Network. The same Charlie Casterly that I remember a few years ago lost it because he, he got asked a question that he wasn't told he was going to get asked. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that's Charlie. Yeah, so Charlie Casterly comes in and basically just buries the hell. Buries the hell out of Kyler Murray. Uh, Charlie Casterly says, he better hope that Kingsbury takes him number one because uh, this was not good. Um, they were the worst comments I've ever gotten on a top-rated quarterback since, and I've been doing this a long time. Leadership, not good. Study habits, not good. The board work, below not good. Not good in any of the areas. Raging major concerns what this guy is going to do. People are going to compare him to Mahomes. We're going to run an offense like Mahomes. They're going to run an offense like Mayfield. Those guys are different. Those guys who were never questioned about their ability on the board. You never question their leadership ability. Their work habits. They were outstanding in those areas. This guy's not outstanding in those areas. And it showed up in the interviews. He goes on to say they're not impressed with his leadership skills. They weren't impressed with his study habits. I can't give you the quotes, but they're all pretty bad. Um, One thing that stuck out to me, this guy was never trained for the interview. Whoever trained him did a poor job. So pretty strong words. And it's funny, too, because he's talking about leadership. And I don't know. I remember Baker Mayfield when he was with Oklahoma getting tackled by a cop because he was wasted and getting into it with cops in public. I don't recall Kyler Murray ever getting uh, getting arrested uh, before. I also don't recall anybody ever questioning Kyler Murray's uh, leadership abilities with an Oklahoma Sooner team uh, that went to uh, the, the, the playoffs uh, this year. And... I'll just wrap it up with this, and I know you're anti-Kyler Murray, so you might, you know, you might feed into this. But here's Patriot uh, coach who said uh, nine years ago about Charlie Casserly. Who's been wrong more than Charlie Casserly? His percentage is like a meteorologist. I'll side with Bill Belichick on this. Shut the hell up, Charlie Casserly. Go mumble I, I and jumble me. your way through. An- interviews talking about Art Monk and stuff, all right? Like, whatever, dude. Like, they, you know, these guys that won a Super Bowl once in their life a million years ago think that, like, they they know everything for the future for the rest of eternity. I don't put any stock. I don't care. And I don't want to be, a, you know, a jerk here, but I don't really have too much respect for Charlie Casserly's opinion, to be honest.
2: Charlie Casserly, it's all about motivation. What would motivate Charlie Casserly to come out along this lines? And we've warned you about this this time of year, right about now, there's going to be an awful lot of narratives being thrown out there. A lot of stuff being thrown against the wall to see what sticks. So Charlie Casserly is obviously, he's got a reason and a motive behind trying to uh, you know, trying to say these things and trying to bring down Kyler Murray. Why? Well, Charlie Casserly is affiliated with a whole bunch of uh, teams and a whole bunch of guys in front offices, so you know it, it's going to benefit somebody to knock uh, Kyler Murray down a few pegs.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then listen, it's it's all fair game because he's got a lot of people pumping his tires too, right? Yep. So exactly. It's all it's all fair game, but yeah. whatever. I'm not. Ooh, who are you yeah. because Charlie? Cal- why? Because one of Charlie Castle's old drunk buddies uh, yeah. doesn't like Kyler Murray. All right, I believe we've got uh, Drew Dinkmeyer, and he's a rich man. We can't keep him waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Dickmar joins. It. Congratulations, up, Drew.
16: It's it's a it's a good uh good Wednesday morning. It's it's uh it's nice to start off your day after after a big night in DFS.
1: So uh, so your your team 384 points, that was the point total that got it done.
16: It got uh it got stack corrected down to 38250. So came in a little bit shy of that 384 uh, uh, originally, but yeah, it was uh it was it was you know, clear of, of second place by like 16 points. I didn't really have much of a sweat last night. Uh, Gordon Hayward took care of everything for me. I needed basically early in the third quarter, so uh, it was it was one of the one of the easier, one of the more fun sweats I've
1: had. $100,000. Listen to Joe. Didn't even sweat it, Joe. Ah, it was kind of yeah. easy. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. Yeah. I'm at home Gordon having Hayward. a heart attack over $160 on the Raptors yeah. Rockets game last night, Joe.
2: Yeah. Gordon Hayward, uh, you know, 30 off the bench. I wasn't sweating it. Not at all. No, I had to, he was good to go. <laughs> well, once
16: it, once he got go, once he got going early in the first half, I needed like 33 from him uh, to feel to, to overtake first. And first was another one of our subscribers. Um, So I needed so we were talking in, in Slack chat about it. I, I needed 33 and, and Hayward had like 30 in the first half. So like, he just got off to this huge start and it was pretty clear there that, you know, I just needed him to make a bucket or two in the second half and I would have been fine. So I was sweating it like hard early in the game, but he looked great last night. He looked like Gordon Hayward of old early. And so I saw him get a, a couple of buckets, a couple of drives uh, early on. And I was like, oh man, he looks, he looks good. This is, this has got a real chance tonight. And then he had his best game of the season, basically. I mean, over 50 DraftKings points, that's a You know, that's a that's a performance you might get, you know, once or twice all season from Gordon Hayward. So it came at the right time for me.
1: So uh, who else uh, who else came through uh, last night for you?
16: So the lineup was uh, Jeff Teague, Bojan Bogdanovic, who was our cover boy yesterday in our content. uh, Aaron Gordon, Serge Ibaka, who was kind of a late, uh, late projection bump when they announced that he was starting against Houston, which made sense, kind of a, a smaller, more athletic team to have Gasol come off the bench Then Miles Turner. Uh, Mike Conley, who was a really big difference maker, he was only 3% owned. He's had big usage rates uh, since Marc Gasol has left town, and he's been playing good minutes in competitive games. Uh, Gordon Hayward at 3% owned, and then Carl Anthony Towns, who's just been on a tear since missing that time with the car accident. Uh, He's played exceptionally well, and having him and Teague kind of stacked together brings a little bit of correlation, because when Cat goes off, uh, it's usually via Teague assists. So uh, that that was a team didn't have a you know Aaron Gordon my, was my lowest score at under uh, at the only player under 40 DraftKings points so it just everything hit on the lineup it was uh you know pretty fortunate.
1: So the Daily Roto crew these guys continue to crush it and kill it. Uh, Ricky Sanders won uh, what was it 40k 50k uh, last week yeah, yeah. two weeks ago, yeah, so 40? He
16: had, yeah he won he won 50 I think 50 or 60 combined in a few days last week I think we're on a streak of now. Uh, four or five days in a row where we've had someone hit for for at least a hundred k. Wow! Um, so everyone except me. It's been an incredible run. Um, you know these are the the guys the guys who are uh, taking advantage of the tools and using the optimizer to generate mass multi-entry. Some of it's been like we had a guy win the the golf uh, five dollar on DraftKings this week to drive the green. So it's been across different sports. There's been a lot of success and. I'm just really proud of the product, the whole, everybody on the team, the content side, the projections guys like myself and Mike and Chris and Ricky and then the, the tech guys who have built out the really great tools that we have, like Arturo and Dave and Steven and whatnot. It's just, I, I feel like the product's in the best place it's ever been.
1: Well, you guys are doing a great job, and, and the facts, uh, and uh, the fact that you guys are winning, the the subscribers are winning. Another guy won $40,000 as well, um, another subscriber. Yep. So that's some great stuff. So I asked Ricky, and he kidded about how uh, he always goes hard the next day after he wins and he always <laughs> loses and he goes i always love my lineup and i get cocky and i lose so what's your approach today because i'm sure people are tuning in yeah that's all good dick meyer won last night how does that help me today so yeah my, do you, do you attack problem. today or you take a step back for a day
16: yeah, well i'm on content today for us so you'll you'll see me uh you'll hear me on our podcast you'll see me doing you know uh Hurry up and tip drill videos for uh, the NBA.com and for Fanduel. Uh, so I'm, I'm prepping for the slate hard today. So I'll be playing tonight the same as I usually do. I'm more of a mass multi-entry guy, so it's not like I focus on one lineup like Ricky does. Yeah. Uh, one lineup, so I don't I don't have to fall in love like that. But uh, we'll see. I mean, it's a big big 10 game slate. Uh, hopefully, I can kind of keep the momentum going.
1: I'll tell you, the Atlanta Hawks uh, games have been uh, pretty high scoring. There should be some points. What about that? Just quick on the way out. We got 30 seconds. San Antonio and Atlanta. From a better's perspective, I'm looking at this being a higher scoring game. From a DFS perspective, do you like it?
16: Yeah, it's it's always a good spot. And Derek White is a guy that's in particular is pretty interesting because he gets a lot of steals and blocks from that point guard position, which is so great to attack against the Hawks and Trey Young's size.
1: Drew Dankmark, congratulations once again, Drew. Thanks, Gabe.
17: so, if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it,
11: call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. 932 1749 That's 800-932-1749.
18: Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick
11: up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517.
13: Being a new parent means every high and low you can imagine. baby monitor for connected parents and enter the code sports at checkout for $20 off. That's myevos.com. M Y E V O Z.com.
1: Just talking in the chat uh, with the guys about, about DFS. Somebody's like, well, I have the optimizer. Someone's like Maranci has the optimizer. How come he didn't win? Cause it's not as simple as just copying and pasting the lineup. Now, the optimizer does give you lineups, but there's tools that, you know, can be used. So sort of like like the golf optimizer, I think there's there's projections, but then, you know, on top, it'll be like course history. Like, how much do you believe in course history? Some people like Joe, like, do you you're you bet on golf? Do you believe in track record course history? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, like, some guys don't, though, right? Some guys, oh, there's not enough sample. Like, a lot of the math guys, if he's only played it, a course, eight times, not enough to definitively (laughs) say. I believe in course history, too. So, you could, like, you could move the meter. Like, uh, course history, I think it means more. So, it'll affect the optimizer, right? So, like, basically, you know, you can tweak in. Like, they're projecting somebody to get 32 fantasy points, but you know. You're like, yeah, but he's going to play more time tonight because this guy and this guy's out. Right. So you can up his usage rate. So it's not as simple. Now, listen, if you just copy and paste and use what the optimizer's giving you, the lineups, and you play head-to-head, you'll win more often than not. Unless you're playing, and it's funny because I've done this where I'll just blindly take the NBA, the best NBA lineup they have and I'll play it head-to-head, and I'll generally win like 60 70% of the time. Except if I'm playing against somebody that has it. Sometimes, like, we're tied. I'm like, yeah, this dude did the same thing. (laughs) Right? He he did the same thing. But if you're going to win, you can't just copy and paste. You've got to be like, all right, I like this, but I'm going to add that. I'm going to add that as well. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, I play just the small stuff. Dollar entry, $3 entry on a daily basis. Every day, NBA. I'll play one lineup, two lineups for fun. And you know, I might win twenty bucks back. You know, I'm always trying to hope. Hey, maybe I'll win six thousand tonight. Like Ricky Sanders won forty k the other night. It was seven hundred and seventy seven dollars to enter. dot com. Click on the end of the year special. Use my promo code USA
9: to get two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows.
2: You know, it's it's so I'm just I'd have to be congrats. pretty drunk
1: to do that. <laughs>
2: Congratulations, uh, you know, whoever in the chat room, you are that guy, right? A guy wins 100K and uh, and says, listen, the optimizer could help you. And you automatically go, well, Gabe's got the optimizer.
19: Level
1: 2 has begun the morning after. Let's roll. I'm Gabriel Morenzi. Midtown Manhattan throwing it down. Joe Ranieri is in uh, Florida. Cam Stewart's going to join us. The Arnold Palmer Invitational. Um, Cam will uh, give us some picks. Some best bets. Uh, We'll cry about last night's uh, backbreaking losses in the National uh, Hockey League. I want to get in some NFL uh, football. So, yeah, the Jets uh, were rumored uh, with Antonio Brown. That didn't really seem like a, a good fit. Seems like the Arizona Cardinals are, are getting pretty aggressive right now. A lot of stuff in the air. I saw reports last night that one NFL general manager said, "Oh yeah, they're shopping Josh Rosen." Mm. That that uh, basically that uh, they're putting out the uh, the feelers right now to see what the market is for Josh Rosen. And now, of course, uh, we've got uh, this Charlie Casserly report, one of many, of course, and you talk about it all the time. One of many smoke screens, diversions, and um, and um, you know pieces of uh, manipulated propaganda <laughs> that'll be misdirection. put. Misdirection.
2: A lot of misdirection yeah. going on right misdirection,
1: now. Misdirection, misinformation. Mm- yeah, it's gonna yeah. Be misinformation. Mm-hmm. But everything that Charlie Costly says kind of plays into your narrative a little bit, uh, Joe
2: there are some teams that will benefit by e, either having him drop down in the draft a little bit if they can uh, if they can take a few shots at him and convince a few people that this guy is not who you think he is he might fall right to the team who wants him uh you know a little lower in the draft so there's a lot of manipulation going on right now a lot of jockeying for who's going to get kyler murray
1: now the thing is i i believe some of this stuff i don't think kyler murray's great i breaking down game tape. You know what right. like, I mean? Like, why? Why would he be? You know what I mean? Like, they, they, he ran a, a specific offense, but a lot of that stuff is overrated. You know, there's a lot of dudes that are knocking out of the park in interviews, and it's a physical game. We're not. We're not talking about chess here. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't chess. It's not like uh, this isn't like. Uh, you know, it's not med school. It's football. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember Cam Newton. I remember uh, Gruden and that uh, QB interview class thing that they did. Cam Newton didn't know anything about anything. He said, Oh, what did you do here? He goes, I throw to the open, man. (laughs) Cam Newton did just fine in the NFL. Morning After continues.
4: That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321-321. Oh, oh,
8: oh, O'Reilly.
3: Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up five quarts of Castrol Edge Full Synthetic Motor Oil for $33.99 and get a $15 O'Reilly gift card by mail. Plus, you'll earn double O Rewards points during O-Rewards Member Appreciation Month only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See Store for details.
8: Oh, oh, oh O'Reilly.
9: Call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435,
1: andro400.com. All right, uh, Charlie Cassidy ripping Kyler Murray. Uh, Barry Trammell will join us uh, from the Oklahoman. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Kyler Murray and uh, his uh, quote-unquote character issues, lack of leadership, pretty strong uh Pretty strong, over-the-top accusations, actually. I would state, um, lobbied at uh, at Kyler Murray from Charlie Casserly. But honestly, like at this point, Charlie Casserly is not exactly like the most um, not the most respected. Like, ooh, Charlie Casserly says this or, or that. Um, who's the other guy too? Is uh, Lombardi's got like the same type of rep right now too? Like, isn't that mm-hmm. Michael Lombardi been wrong about like 99 things in a row?
2: But they're there purposely to be the mouthpieces for other executives and yeah. teams in the league. So that's that's. And listen, there's guys in the media that are the same way. They're just they're simply platforms and tools that are used by executives to be able to get a message out or get something leaked.
1: So uh, the Kansas Jayhawks, their streaks going to come to an end. 14, 14 consecutive Big 12 conference championships, regular season uh, champions. And I don't think people realize just how incredibly difficult this is, and how rare it actually is. I mean, if you ask the the, the average fan who holds the record for most conference uh, championships in a row, they probably wouldn't say the current Kansas Jayhawks. I mean, that's it's the all-time NCAA record. Like not only you know, not only the Kansas, 14 times in a row. Like not even like the great UCLA Bruin teams. They actually won 13 consecutive conference championships. Gonzaga did it 11 times. Gonzaga are currently in the midst of a a six-year win streak right now in the West Coast Conference. UNLV won 10 consecutive uh, crappy conferences, uh, the Pacific uh, Coast Athletic uh, Association, and then it changed into the Big West. Uh, UConn won 10 consecutive Yankee conferences uh, championships from the 51 to 19 to 60, but an incredible run by Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks that, truth be told, in today's day and age, where millennials want to anoint everything the greatest of all time and everything's the GOAT, the GOAT, the GOAT, this Kansas Jayhawk team hasn't gotten any love for actually winning more conference tournament, and more conference championship, regular season championship in a row than any basketball program in the history
2: of college basketball. It's it's funny, Abe. The last time they weren't winning uh, a championship, uh, Facebook existed only in Harvard. like Zuckerberg had had launched it at Harvard. That was the last time that Kansas was not atop the uh, uh, the big 12 or what was then the Big eight championship. It has been a ridiculous run. and anytime you mention the word John Wooden and you and UCLA, then you know it's pretty damn impressive.
1: And speaking of which, It got uh, got me looking at sort of all-time streaks in in college basketball. And so Kansas wins 14 consecutive uh, conference uh, championships. So as far as games are concerned, and I was like, yeah, UCLA won a bunch of games. I was like, is it 90, 92, 90, you know, 990, whatever. It was 88 games in a row, Joe, UCLA won. To put it in context, okay, so 88 games, sounds like a, it's a lot of games, right? But So you put it in context, though. They lost on January 19th, 1971, okay, to Notre Dame. <laughs> they didn't lose another game until, um, ironically enough, January 19th, 1974, <laughs> against Notre Dame. Against Notre Dame, of yeah, course. Yeah, so imagine that. Like, they lost, like, they lost, like, when Nixon was there, and then he got impeached and stuff, and they still hadn't lost. You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy. Like, they went through presidencies without losing. Think about that. Like, not defending the championship. No, like, they imagine going through a presidency and not losing a game.
2: Yeah. Like, no. no, that's just, uh, and those teams were, they, they, it's were, three they years. were pretty They went good. Three
1: freaking years without losing <laughs> a single game.
2: <laughs> Unbelievable.
1: Now, I guarantee you, the average guy. Now, I don't I don't know what your trivia knowledge is like, but I did not know this. I knew they were good, and I knew that they had won championships or had won one championship. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I can't believe this university ever won. But I had no <laughs> idea how good they were. Who do you believe, and we'll get to Bob in a second, hang in there, Bob, on the phone lines. Uh, our phones weren't even working before, but we got them going. So, uh, who do you think... As the second longest streak in college basketball history, guys. Out there listening, watching or whatever, and you, Joe, it's it's a surprise. The second longest winning streak? Yes. How many games? So UCLA won eighty eight games in a row, but another team had an incredible streak as well.
2: I, I would I would think maybe it's uh I don't know if it's this generation, but maybe Izzo or one of those uh one yeah, of these it's, guys. It's
1: older, so it's yeah, it's in the fifties. The San Francisco Dons. Oh. The San Francisco Dons won 60 games in a row. What? 60? Yeah. And back-to-back national championships. And their their winning streak only got snapped by the U.S. Olympic team. (laughs) (laughs) Like like they were running the table and they were like, yeah, you guys got to play the Olympic team. And they lost to the Olympic team. And there's a caveat to why they lost the Olympic team, but you're like, how the hell were the San Francisco Dons this good? They had a player named uh, Bill Russell.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: And Casey Jones on the same team. And they were both on the Celtics after. Yeah, Yeah, they did pretty pretty good there, too. Bill Russell and Casey Jones won 55 straight games as San Francisco Dons. They won another five without him. And then the Dons streak came to an end when they played the U.S. Olympic team. And incidentally, both uh, Bill Russell and Casey Jones played against the Dons in that game. <laughs> wow.
2: Who was the coach of that team?
1: Um, it was uh, Phil Warpert. Damn.
2: I've never heard crazy. of Phil Wolpert before. I'll be honest. Yeah, well, it, the Dons did, and they're actually not that. I bad heard of now, Pete Newell. Pete
1: Newell left, and Phil Wolpert Woolpert took over. I, I didn't. I do you know. All right, let's let's bring Bob in here. We'll get to a little back to some college basketball history. That's crazy. Bob, Vermont, the Vermont Catamounts.
19: Hey Bob and Joe, how
1: you doing? What's up, hey home of the Catamounts? You, you pulling for the Catamounts, Bob?
19: Yeah, I like that team. Not when mm. they beat my Syracuse archmen that year. I was so totally pissed.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big, that was a big round. win for the Cats, yeah.
19: Yeah, I was crying my eyes out because I lost a lot of money on that game. I
1: didn't realize really? So you're you're a diehard Syracuse guy, Bob.
19: Yes, I'm the big orange. I went, remember when I came out, Anthony won that Yeah, I won $200 that year.
1: Nice, nice. nice. <laughs> More money than in I won pool. last night.
19: You know, you, you get into the, you know, that pool, the... Called the bracket. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I won that one. All right. Well, we look forward to your brackets. We should have a segment. Uh, We'll do Bob's bracket, uh, Joe. Yes. We'll let Bob fill out the bracket. Like, have you taken a look, Bob? Like, who 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 are you thinking right now is going to win the national championship?
19: Well, you
2: know. What Syracuse?
19: (laughs) They make it Syracuse. Yeah, or
2: St. John's. St. John's. They might win the NIT. Yeah,
19: from New York.
2: They settle settle it out, Joe. Oh,
19: they're not going to make it. The, I thought they said. Yeah, yeah, they they're making, making
1: the it. Don't listen to Ranieri.
19: Yeah.
1: They're, they're, St. John's is making yeah, the tournament. He, they're a little erratic, Joe, but I they're going to be this, in the tournament.
19: I love his snorting. Don't you
2: love his snorting when what? he snorts? <laughs> <laughs> <You> snort? I <laughs> can't. No, I So what, the stop national champion St. John's versus Syracuse, Bob? I have
19: to go with Syracuse. Okay. Yeah,
1: let's see. Let's see what we got for odds for this. Actually, but
19: that's not gonna happen. That's like a
1: story. St. John's are 190 to one. Yeah.
19: Uh,
2: 190. odds?
19: well, they still could no way, You know, anything happens. Syracuse is good. 70 to one. Their their uh, coach is very good. Um,
1: uh, um, uh, St. John's. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
19: He was an excellent player. Well, Chris
1: Mullen. Yeah. All
19: right, tonight I yeah. am going. With I'll
1: take Marquette over Seton Hall. All right. We get the point spreads. And up and there. Then,
19: yeah, but it's, it's mine to two and a
1: half. All right. Marquette. Marquette over Seton Hall. Yeah. Okay. That game's at Seton yeah, Hall, actually. It's a, it's a massive game for the Pirates tonight, actually, guys, for the bubble. Big yeah, game. Yeah, I'm right, I'm right it, is. it is, yeah. They got to win you.
2: today, this week, uh, and the next game, too, I oh, think. Oh, crap,
1: Bob. We got 20 seconds. What else you got, Bob? What other picks? So you got Marquette?
2: Marquette. Uh, Massachusetts over
19: Richmond.
1: All right. I kinda like that right. pick, yeah.
19: And Notre
2: Dame
1: again. Alright, and Notre Dame. Guy, right, good job, Bob. I like the pitch. That's good. I like the pick.
2: Three for three. lineup alerts and weather updates, they've got you covered. How about fantasy projections? They've got you covered there as well. Lineup optimizers to complete uh, or to compete rather with the pros, they've got you covered there as well. You can save 10% on winning MLB DFS advice with an early bird special using promo code and I want to make sure that I get this one absolutely correct here. So, let me make sure I got the code right. um Let's see here. Lead off nineteen. Thank you very much. That's right. Lead off nineteen. That's ten percent on winning MLB DFS early bird special. Lead off nineteen. Use the promo code lead off nineteen and get your ten percent early bird discount today at dailyrodo.com. And welcome in. It is the morning after Joe Ranieri, and I can't think of a better time to let's hear from Gabe Morrenti. Another edition of Get Off My Lawn, people. Hey, you kids.
1: Well, usually me. we're telling the uh, the kids to get the hell off our lawn, but uh, today we're telling old man Casterly to get the hell off our lawn as Charlie Casterly um, rises and uh, decides to drop a nuclear bomb on Kyler Murray for one reason or another. Uh, Charlie Casterly's uh, insiders and people that he spoke to said that uh, Kyler Murray had the worst interview in the history of interviews, uh, that he's got a bad uh, bad study habits, bad work uh, ethic. Um, I really don't know how you can learn about somebody's work ethic actually in an interview, a uh, couple of minutes talking about football. Uh, doesn't break down tape. Uh, overall, basically, is just sort of like, I don't know, I guess not very smart, and that uh, will be a catastrophe for anybody uh, that takes him. But I should remind Kyler Murray that a man that I think might know a thing or two about football, named Bill Belichick actually uh, stated once about Charlie Casserly: uh, "Is there anyone that's been more wrong than Charlie Casserly? Um, his percentage is that of a meteorologist, essentially." And you know, I think uh, I think Bill uh, Belichick is uh, spot on on this instance. Now, listen, you know, it's one thing to have your your questions about a player and how he's going to fit into the National Football League, but it's amazing to me that Charlie Casserly somehow is confident enough to basically try to ruin someone's reputation and besmear them over, you know, talking to a few people after the interview process. It's funny. Uh, for a guy that doesn't break down, you know, tape and doesn't study, he ran that Oklahoma Sooner offense pretty freaking efficiently, and in fact put up bigger numbers than Baker Mayfield did in the same damn offense. Uh, Lincoln Riley has stated time and time again that he didn't change anything about the offense. They ran the same place. Um, So it seems to me that a kid that somehow got drafted ninth overall in the Major League Baseball draft and just won the Heisman Trophy um, would probably actually be somebody that probably worked on before pretty hard to get to where, uh, where he had to be. I also believe that if Kyler Murray was, uh, quote-unquote, is just sort of, like, dumb, as Charlie Casserly's playing him out to be, the Oakland Athletics probably wouldn't have said, you know what, let's make this kid our first-round pick. And, uh, and the sports books right now wouldn't be stating that Kyler Murray is going to be the first pick. So let me ask you right now, if Charlie Casserly is such a freaking genius, how come he's not running a football team right now? I'm not even talking about the NFL, you know what I mean? Because you have the NFL, but then after that, you know, you got your guys that sort of could be in the NFL but aren't, like Mike Martz. Mike Martz, good coach, doesn't get along with people. He's in the Alliance League. Mark You know, well, Mark Tressman had his time in the NFL as a coordinator, as a coach. He had his time in the Canadian Football League as a coach. Now he's in the XFL. Who the hell is hiring Charlie Casserly? Uh, besides, I, I guess, the NFL network for one reason or another. You know, there's a great clip of Casserly from a couple of years ago when he was caught off guard when he's actually asked about a, a top-tier uh, prospect that he wasn't informed he was going to be asked about uh, this guy. In other words, Charlie Casserly is full of crap. Kyler Murray, you know, might not succeed. Kyler Murray might not be a mega superstar. Uh, but Charlie Casserly isn't the one to be deciding uh, Kyler Murray's uh, fate uh, moving forward. Uh, But Kyler Murray's got a lot of people pumping his tires. So you got to take the good uh, with the bad uh, right now. But in closing, I'll ask you. So the sportsbooks had Kyler Murray to be drafted over under in the top nine and a half picks in the draft. I told you it was a slam dunk. Take him to be drafted in the under. Now, the sportsbooks have Kyler Murray and Nick Bosa as who who's going to be taken first? Uh, so I'll ask you, who do you want to believe here? Charlie Casserly, uh, an old man who's yelling at the clouds and sending letters to Modern Bride the magazine uh, because uh, the uh, the couples on the cover look too young. Or do you want to believe the sports books who are telling you that Kyler Murray will be the first overall pick taken? Charlie Casserly, shut the hell up and get the hell off my
2: lawn. Hey, you kids. Yeah, Gabe's right. You know, you really haven't made it to the top of the quarterback prospect list until you've been absolutely picked and ripped apart during the draft. And keep in mind, we still have about seven weeks to go. And let us not forget from Cam Newton, Joss Rose, and Lamar Jackson, just about everybody in between who has ever been considered to be a top quarterback prospect has had a Charlie Casserly type of moment during, this, uh, during the draft process where we've done nothing but tear them apart. You've got guys that love them, you've got guys that hate them, and you've got everything in between. But ultimately, I think yesterday, Gabe, the guy that we talked to uh, from the, the covers, the Arizona Cardinals, this I know to be true. The Cardinals have absolutely no idea what they're going to do draft day as of right now and probably won't know until about 15 minutes before they're on the clock. Oh, you're
1: exactly right. I think it's a um, it's a feeling out uh, process. I think they want to see what they can get for Josh Rosen. Um, Kyler Murray still has to go through his pro day as well, but I think Kingsbury is pretty much locked in and um, and knows what he's going to get uh, from uh, from Kyler Murray. You know, it's just it seems it's it was a little over the top that Casterly would state that somehow. Kyler Murray's interview was the worst The worst interviews in the history of, of interviews. And he interviewed with 10 teams. Yet here we are right now. So he did these interviews on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, et cetera. Here we are right now on Wednesday, and we're only finding out one. one this didn't leak at all. No one else walked out of there and said, oh, this Kyler Murray kid doesn't really know what the hell he's talking about. Just Charlie Casserly somehow on Wednesday heard from 10 teams. Uh, you know, I you know, Casterly sort of reminds me of Francesa, sort of a guy that's gonna sort of just exaggerate everything. He probably spoke to one guy, you know what I mean? He spoke to one guy who's a buddy of that probably hates short quarterbacks and doesn't like Kyler Murray, and those are that's his opinion. I don't believe that ten different teams and let me ask you guys something. Does anyone believe that ten different teams talk to Charlie Casterly?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was funny. Matt Miller, also of um, a Bleacher Report, he posted uh, a while ago that Kyler Murray, did he interview poorly at the Combine question mark? And he said, yes, a few teams have said it wasn't a great interview process for him. Yeah, but what, you know. But what does that mean? The Cardinals love him. They're the ones with the first pick. They control it. So if they love him, what the hell difference does it make if, you know, the team who's picking 18th doesn't like him? Yeah, the interview,
1: the interview process, Ooh, they, they, you know, they. They they, they didn't like what he said. First off, he's a kid, and another thing is too. Without a doubt, I don't know if you remember the. I don't know if you saw the interview that he did with Dan Patrick. Yes. And it was very
2: awkward. Wasn't
1: wasn't good. Yeah, it was very awkward, and I think you can tell the kid is a little. You know, he's an athlete. He's a little socially awkward, but there's a big difference between being socially awkward you know, around a bunch of executives that you know you're not even going to be playing for. It's another thing, too, mm-hmm. right, that's not brought up. And another yeah. thing is, too, players can play games as well. I mean, <laughs> we've heard stories about players deliberately interviewing poorly with certain general managers because they don't want to play for that team. Yeah,
11: well,
2: you know, the <laughs> answer lies somewhere in between, Gabe, because these guys are never as great as, as they are made out to the seem. They're never as bad as they are made out to seem. It's somewhere in between. But I will say this. Do not forget that this guy was a two-sport athlete, and up until just about a month ago, he was going to play baseball. So it doesn't surprise me that in the offseason he's not studying film and doing all these things that would make him so great in these interviews. The guy was playing baseball. He was watching how to hit a curveball on a slider a lot of the time. So, you know, up until a month ago, 12 months a year, it was not football, football, football for Kyla Murray. He was going to be a baseball player.
1: Well, you know what, and I'm not. Av- I'd like my guy to sort of be, you know. Listen, you could be a gym rat and a tape junkie and stuff, and it doesn't mean you're going to make plays, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You
1: know, like Michael Vick. is a funny story with Jim Mora in which um, he basically Jim Mora started to realize that Michael Vick wasn't looking at the playbook. Like he mm-hmm. didn't, he did not know. So Mora started putting money in the playbook. Yeah.
2: <laughs> now he's looking. No,
1: no, 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 he didn't. <laughs> That was the thing. So he put money in the. And he'd give him a book and he'd say, "Listen, I need you to look at this and let's go over this and you know, let me know what you think." And he'd even put money in there. And Vic wouldn't say anything after. Yeah, I mean, Vic would say – You know, if somebody did that, he was expecting Vic to get a laugh and go, "Damn, I opened up the book and a hundred, you know, a couple hundred bucks fell out or whatever, right?" Yeah. But it was like the point. Mora started to realize he's not opening the book like mm-hmm. he's not he's not studying this stuff and Vic actually admitted after that yeah I never I never really studied playbooks or looked at tape or anything like that you know he knew how to play to call the plays but you know he wasn't going deep into the book he just quite frankly didn't know so like I said I think you know you know, Mike yeah, the one thing
2: that they said about Josh Rosen, uh, you know, Gabe, the one thing everyone has consistently said about Josh Rosen is, damn, that dude is smart. You know, he is, he is the book smart
15: yeah, guy. Yeah, they all he hate is. him,
1: too, because he's and too they, rich.
2: They can, exactly. <laughs> they can all shut up. <laughs> Amazing.
20: If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America.
16: Are you, or someone you love, one of the nearly one million Americans living with Parkinson's disease? There is no known cure, but you have the power to help change that by participating in a clinical trial. The Michael J. Fox Foundation will help get you started. Visit michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack to download the new Parkinson's Trial Participant Pack. It's free and available right now. That's michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack. Visit today. Oh, oh.
17: Share Exit Team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people, and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W.
11: 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060.
1: Horizon Conference tournament action continues this evening. Northern Kentucky, the favorites to win this um, this uh, tournament and go to uh, to the dance. Northern Kentucky, the Norse 12 and a half uh, this evening. We went 2 and 0 last night in the Horizon League, but we went 0 and 4 in the NHL due to uh, the shootouts. Shootouts. Due to the shootouts. Let's bring in uh, Cam Stewart. All right, now Cam, and I tell you, Cam. I had uh, the idea was uh, was pretty good. I mean, felt like an underdog type of night. Take a shot with, uh, with a bunch of underdogs. And, you know, what are you, you going to do, dude? I lose three shootouts in a row in back-to-back-to-back fashion, too. That was what the painful, like, dude, I watched the Senator Islander shootout. And then I changed the channel. And then the Devil shootout was, like, 30 seconds later. And I lost back-to-back shootouts in, like, a span of a minute, dude. And then, of course, I knew it was going to happen. Minnesota loses. I guess I could have puck-lined them or, or um, you know, should have just money-lined and favored all the par- partly the favorites last night, Kev. Son but of a bitch.
15: You know what? You did a great job. No, no, I, I don't look at it that way. You picked every single underdog on the board. You lost four because of a skills competition. What do we talk about? Regulation, 60-minute bets on your book, three-way lines. If the game is a push going into a shootout, you get your money back. You made small plays, Gabe, all great plays. Think about it. And these weren't just like plus 110s, plus 250s, plus 220s, plus 170 with the Wild. All tied the game there. So you know what I consider that? Good gambling. That's good gambling. What? And you know what's going to happen, why those lines are big. Usually the bigger teams, they win these shootouts because they have more skilled players. So they're going to be, you know, they're going to be favored more. And they add probably about 20, 40 cents of juice to the games. Don't look at it that way, man. If you took, if you bunny line the favor, sure you win. But plus one and a half parlay or the regulation, you did a great job. They were small plays on your account. So as the inputter, I know, I think you did a really good job. I smashed Tampa Bay against Winnipeg. That worked out and the Montreal Canadiens got it done. For me, it was a good night because I took Ottawa plus one and a half and I'm going to do that more. If those dogs are over three hundred gabe regulation plus a half plus money or plus one and a halves, no juice. That's the way I'm rolling. I can't deal. I told you the shootout is a joke. And uh, it it needs to be changed. We go three-on-three overtime for 10 minutes. We'll eventually have a real winner. It won't be on a damn breakaway deke or something stupid. Even Debnik Dubnik of Minnesota, he's raging about these things. Like, these guys as players with their trick moves, they they used to not be able to go backwards and stuff. These guys can do anything they want now. The shootout, it's for kids. It's not for gambling.
1: Last night I saw... I lost. and uh, Not only do I lose the shootouts, but like I lose the shootouts convincingly, like two. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like yeah, three nothing. Bad. Boom, boom, it's over. Yeah, yeah. My guy misses. <laughs> but you know, Joe, it's uh, I don't know what the equivalent is, but Cam, you know, it's like it's basically like it's like one on one. It's almost like having a quarterback and a wide receiver, and you're one on one, and somehow the quarterback throws the ball out of bounds. Like I saw guys last night, and I see this all the time. Like you said, they come in. They do this weird loop stuff that they never do in a game, which is stupid. Like, go in as quick as possible, like a breakaway. You know what I mean? These guys come Excellent in at break. half speed. They're looping around. They're like <laughs> stick, stick, tick, 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 and Remember, then they go baby? back to the back end. I saw two played? or three guys last night. Yep. They didn't even get a shot off. <laughs> so you're alone. You're on a penalty shot. It's a breakaway.
15: And you dipsy-doodled and lost the puck. You see this every night, Cap. It's ridiculous. Joe and Gabe, remember the great Brian Rolston of the Minnesota Wild? I used to do a morning show. Know what he used to do? Gabe go as fast as he can and put a slap shot while he's moving, and he's basically scored. I, think he's I was a pass.
1: goalie. That's the worst. I was a goalie. I used to love. I used to pray. I used to be like, oh, good, good. When I'd see a kid on a breakaway, I'd know. I'm like, oh, good, this kid deeks. And I would know. <laughs> Boom, poke check. Bam, left. There were a couple of kids, I was like, oh, God, this kid tees it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, hard. And yep. I knew, same thing, Cam, guy come down. And not the old slap shot, but the old rising wrist shot from, like, you know, snap 9, work. 10 feet out on the, gl- on, on the blocker side is tough. Like, there's 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 ways to score, guys. You notice in the shootout, Cam, guys that score, they come flying in in a quick little, like, snap wrist shot.
15: Bam! Bam! They don't it's do too an fast. Angle. The goalie can't react. Don't do angles. You said it. Don't go back and forth. Don't weave. Don't be a stooge. Go in there, keep the goalie off guard. You can either make one move, go the other way, or blast it. I told you, Rolston came on our show, he said, listen, when I did that stuff and I teed it up and snapped it, the goaltender didn't know what the hell it was going, where it was going, and it was very, very effective. These kids now, it's a hot dog era, right? So everybody's got to try a new trick, like the guy with the lacrosse stick, put the puck on your stick, put it in front of my face, all the other crap. You know That
1: lacrosse guy deserves a beating. They should have beat him up after that goal.
15: I agree, man. I agree. Guys like waving
1: at people. And like, yeah, 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 yeah buddy. Tight, like, yeah, keep like, waving.
15: You were about, ba- you were bitten. You were snake bitten last night. If you go up to me and say every single underdog we took at the old NHL at plus two hundred whatever went, you could add a field day there. If anything, you go two and two in the shootout or anything. That's just well, imagine back. if I would have like, played a pro line tie. Yeah, you win. Plus mm. one and a half. Three times three times three times a four game parlay
1: uh, oh, now. Oh yeah, for the record cam. Uh, Dinkmeyer won another hundred thousand last night.
15: Really? He, yeah that's, the, that's exactly Who our reaction guy? really <laughs> <laughs> this guy this guy he won, so he won fi- ricky sanders won fifty thousand. 000 dick meyer won a well hey gabe it justify these guys these are dfs guys i hope they build me a lineup
1: yeah i, I know listen place. no well one of one of the daily roto guys so dick meyer won 100 yeah. some other guy one of the daily roto just subscribers yeah. won 100 <laughs> and another subscriber
15: 140 all last
2: on night a, on a $15 uh, on a $15 game. $15 entry, win,
15: Gabe. $17.20. I, I lost last night. night. I know. I lost four dollars. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but, dude, you get nine in
2: one. You're talking about favorites going nine in one on a night. I mean, that's just the unluckiest. Uh, he's right. It's great betting. Just a re- any other night, you're cashing ridiculous amounts of money with those Joe, bets.
15: It's, it's, and that's the thing, Joe. It's not the favorites because in hockey, these were favorites. Like, I'm not talking like a buck 40 plus one. Yeah, exactly. These were three yeah, to yeah. one. Uh, You know, Ottawa over the Islanders was like minus 320, like minus 280. These are huge monster favorites, and that's the thing now. Hockey, you can't screw around. You can't screw around with this uh, overtime. It's a 60-minute dog bet, Gabe. If it's voided, it's voided. You know what I mean? I just can't let these things happen. You make great... I'm not just saying this because we do a show together. Those are great, great picks. Like, you go to class at gambling school, you know, uh, we go to GU, Gambling University, you tell people to pick dogs like that. Those are great, Mm. great picks that, Fortunately, because of a breakaway, you lost the bets. But hey, today's another new day. Golf's around the corner, guys, and uh, let's let, let's try to get it done. Yeah,
1: so yep. Arnold Palmer Invitational. I'll have the Arnold Palmer. Um, <laughs>
15: yeah. Love the Arnold Palmer. Great drink, refreshing. That's Joe's drink, right in his backyard. Refreshing <laughs> Arnold Palmer. I love Amen. the Arnold
1: Palmer. Uh, Rory McIlroy plus six fifty. Justin Rose ten to one. Brooks Kepka eleven to one. Ricky Fowler's twelve to one. Jason Day is fourteen to one. Deschambault, Joe. I'll start with you. Who you liking in this tournament, Joe?
2: Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm looking for a little higher in the field Me there. Too. I like Jason Day at uh, at fourteen hundred. I'd keep an eye on Bryson DeChambeau, too at sixteen. If I'm looking mid tier. I'm going somebody with like a Hideki Matsuyama or maybe a Siwu Kim somewhere in that ballpark. And my bomb is going to be Michael Thompson, who's probably playing the best golf of his career right now. Uh, the last five straight finishes inside the top 16, uh, he's at 100 to one. So that would be my bomb of the uh, of the tournament. Cam.
15: Gabe, I'm going to tell you something. We got real close. I remember you liked Kepka last week. I live I live bet him. I had Lucas Glover at 66-1. to 1. Mm. Him and Ryan Palmer in the clubhouse waiting for weather in that tournament last week. It never happened. Even Jack Nicholas, when they had him on there, he's like, hey, if the winds pick up, these guys are done in the bear trap. It didn't happen. Great job by Keith Mitchell, nailing an 18-foot putt to win. He beat uh, Fowler. He beat Kepka. My boy uh, Lucas Glover was there. We, we're getting really, really close. These top five and ten bets are, are, are cashing, but I'll tell you guys, I'm getting sick and tired of being on the short end of the stick i agree with joe out of the chalk i like jason day at 15 to 1 and my other pick would be either leishman or Matsyama. but guys i love the mid tier guys i'm going back to lucas glover at 50 to 1 hot player he's found his game again gabe that's the thing about golf you lose it you get it back glover was awesome and he had two lip outs too he could have won that tournament last week to set me up uh mid-range guys what about uh ian Poulter? Very underrated. Again, a top 10 machine, not getting any respect. And, guys, I'll tell you, I love the 35 guys. Gabe, either Fleetwood, Molinari, and uh, my bomb is... uh Sanjay M. Sunjay hey. M. The tournament player of the year on the on the Web. com last year, a hundred to one, kind of like Joe's great pick too. Joe, I like uh, Michael Thompson. He is on fire. Sanjay M. I think uh, he'll shake it off. He had a bad weekend this week. I think he learned a lot from it, and uh, don't be surprised if he's uh, on the leaderboard on Sunday.
1: I like your Lucas yeah. Glover uh, pick. Um, Thanks, he's, he's playing some great golf uh, this year. Two guys that catch my eye actually too, and both uh, pretty uh, pretty nice odds on the First guy, Hideki Matsuyama, 25 to 1. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but get, as you get. stated, can he make a damn yep. putt when it counts? <laughs> and um and my other guy that catches my eye here. Lou, Louie. Louie Usthusen. Yeah, Louie, 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 55 to 1. Some pretty fat odds for Louie at 55 to 1.
15: Mm. He's one of those guys. He gets no respect. He's always hovering around and that's the thing. You never know when Louis is going to turn it on. Watch out though, Gabe. With Louis, he's got to travel with that mattress. He should be sponsored by Sleep Country. Bad back. Bad back. Uh, always, always, <laughs> always, always complaining about the back. But 55 for Louis for a world-class player. Yeah, you give me that type of odds at Augusta, I'll smash it. I like, I like where you're going. The, it's a very good tournament this Why doesn't Louis
1: get a sponsor? Front? Like he should have like uh, the Lumberyard or Sleep Country yeah, or something.
15: exactly. Yeah, Lumber.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Don't lumbar forget the yard. nepotism too. You got, uh, you got the grandkid playing there. Samson. There's 250 to one, too, in case you just want to, you want to sprinkle a little something just in case because of the golf gods are together, he might have a good showing.
15: Good call, Joe. Sam Saunders is one of those guys, though. I, I prefer probably the top 20 bet because if he's anywhere yeah. sniffing the leaderboard, I expect a smooth 78 on the final day. He's kind of one of those Thursday warriors that you like. Actually, a really good pick maybe for first round leader if you can get him mm-hmm. at 150 to one. I'm finding out. I talked to Gabe Mayo about this a long time ago, too. Don't take the big guys in the first round leader. It's usually those guys between, you know, 60 and 120 to one, like a sprinkle there. And uh, yeah, I think that's a good pick, Joe. Like I might actually, you know what? I'm actually going to put five or 10 bucks on that guy, 151, 200 to one first round leader, Sam Saunders, grandson of the great Arnold Palmer.
1: What about uh, Patrick Reed uh, this week?
15: A lot of people like Reed. I'm still not sold, Gabe. As a foreign player, he's really not playing the best of his uh, golf right now. He can turn it on at any point, but there's guys in that price range. Uh, Molinari, uh, all his trips here, uh, top tens, he's been fantastic on this track. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood blew up with a 78 and came back for a very solid finish. If he puts consistent rounds together, he could be in the winner's circle. There's just guys I like more than Patrick Reed at that price.
1: What about a couple of of other long shots? Uh, Hoffman?
15: Yeah, I love Charlie Hoffman. At the Masters, I'll probably throw him at 125 to 1. Charlie hasn't played a lot this year. He's been battling some stuff. I think, hey, Jody, has he got some kind of, like, recurring injury? Because Hoffman used to be, like, money in the bank. I I just see him. He's not playing as much. I think he's, like, really kind of struggling to find his game. Maybe he's peaking. But
1: don't you want to to get that out out of the way, Cam? Like, the real season's about to start now.
15: Oh, yeah. Things are getting real. You're right. We're in March. Augusta's right around the corner in a few weeks. Yeah. I, you know what, Gabe? I, I have no problem with taking a guy like Charlie Hoffman at those odds. He should be about 80, not uh, like 125. That's a good value. Yeah.
2: Brian Gay, too, had a big showing here. Oh, loves the Bermuda grass. He's point. at 250 to one. I mean, this is a guy that uh, I think he had a top 20 finish here in, uh, at the Honda, too. He loves the Florida swing, loves this grass. He's a guy, too, to keep an eye yeah. on, at least the top 20.
15: And Guys, another guy who always shows up in this tournament, old Matt Every, the Florida Gator. Remember when he yeah. won? It was 120 to 100 feet. Gabe, there's some guys who just love certain courses. I don't know. I'm not. It's one of those things that makes no sense for the math guys and everybody else. Matt Every, he's not really what very decent, but he always plays well on this course. It's just some guys love the Florida swing. He's one of them, and he, and the former Gators like won twice. Like, and you'll get him at like 80 to one, 100 to one, like crazy odds.
1: Yeah, it's the calm before the storm. Uh, the Masters uh, will have the the Nat final four weekend, WrestleMania, the national title game on Monday. Major mm-hmm. League Baseball starts on March 28th, and then rolling into the Masters uh, as well. So uh, business is about to pick up. We've got Masters odds out there, All right? Uh, more Cam, uh, you can get him at four o'clock on Game Time Decisions, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks, Cam.
15: Have a good one, guys.
11: Call right now. That number is
18: 800-485-6003. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government
11: Once again, that's 800-932-5517.
13: Being a new parent means every high and low you can imagine. and enter the code SPORTS at checkout for $20 off. That's myevos.com. M-Y-E-V-O-Z dot com.
1: One after Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Networks, thanks to Cam Stewart for joining us. It's always cool with uh, Cam. More me and Cam at uh, 4 o'clock. Mark Lawrence will join us, one of the best cappers in the game. Uh, Lou Gamblu.com, also a great capper, uh, will also uh, join us talk some UFC uh, with uh, with Lou. We'll talk college basketball, NBA, etc. cetera, with Mark Lawrence. Uh, Barry Trammell's going to join us, uh, sports columnist with the Oklahoman. Uh, we'll talk uh, about uh, Kyle Murray, from what I understand. Lincoln Riley already uh, gone on the defense. It appeared on the aforementioned Dan Patrick Show. Uh, just to say that Charlie Casserly is essentially full of crap. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not the only all right, Charlie. You know what I mean? I hope uh, I hope you got some, a couple of free rounds of golf out of this from whatever whatever GM you just tried to help out with
2: this, because well, you're about to get ripped like
1: yesterday's yeah. newspaper all day.
2: If there's one thing we've heard about Charlie Cashley over the years, and I and I've had the uh, the opportunity to uh, to interview him a few times, that man can be bought. That man has an agenda. <laughs> that everything that comes out of that guy's mouth is extremely calculated for all the wrong reasons. I could be bought, too.
8: We could we
1: yeah. all
2: be bought. Like, Yeah. Oh, definitely him. He's definitely got an agenda. Everything that he talks about, there's an agenda behind it.
1: The only thing with me, like, uh, I'll,
2: I'll admit it. Like, I, I could be bought out. I'll sell out. Like, I'll, I'll you know. Yeah. I, what does he care? It's like 180. He's not getting another GM role. So no, no, why thing, not? But
1: it has to be, like, worthy. Like, you know what I mean? It has to be, like, yeah. you know, I got to get something good in return if I'm going to sell out. I can't just sell out,
2: like, ooh just for the sake of it. <laughs> but isn't he the perfect stoolie like that? Because here's a guy who's been in the league 400 years. You can't discredit him and be like, ah, oh, Charlie Cashley. No, what know, he, what does he know? He's got just enough longevity in the business, enough contacts to go. Uh-huh. Yeah, All but right, it's Charlie. sort of a yesteryear. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a new, Yeah. Well, what's left? It's a new NFL now. Yeah.
1: You know, like there's a reason like, uh, well, actually uh, I was going to say, but I think he passed
2: away that well, definitely yesterday you're <laughs> gonna say bobby bethard of- oh okay, yeah he did oh, yes, bobby Beathard, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all right like
1: yeah. uh rex ryan
2: yeah yeah even better oh no,
1: jeff fisher and i'm just saying like like the nfl sort of passed jeff fisher by would you agree with that like sort of a new era like jeff fisher like rex ryan yep. was good in the old
17: now we're gonna run the ball and play defense and good in the xfl for my football playing days.
0: happened last night? You find out
1: the morning after. Let's do this thing. And morning after continues. Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Network's a uh, fun show this morning. They're uh, Getting a lot of solid, uh, some football talking, talk a little golf, rage about hockey. We'll take a look at the college basketball board. We'll take a look at the, the, bubble, uh, the bubble watch uh, as well. What do you think, actually, about a game? We'll get right into it. Um, I guess not in your backyard, but in the state of Florida, Uh, the Florida Gators tonight and LSU, Mm. Um, Florida had that big upset win. So it's sort of a it's a revenge spot uh, for the LSU Tigers. But Florida, one of these teams on the bubble, Joe, big game uh, in Gainesville tonight
2: huge uh, game in Gainesville but LSU is uh, continued to impress I believe they're on a crazy cover uh, I think they've they've covered six of their last eight uh, LSU and uh, the Gators in the meantime only one in 11 against the number at home this season so this could be one of those situations where LSU continues to defy uh, the trends and angles and continues to go in because Florida just cannot cover at home
1: I'm looking uh, so what what catches your eye Looking at the College Board, there's a couple couple of games intrigue me. And one game that I actually do like, and it sucks, I can't bet it. I'm I'm going over to the FanDuel Sportsbook book uh, after two games. You can't mm. bet Jersey teams. Really? No, I can't bet Why? Rutgers. I like Rutgers tonight. Rutgers are 14 and 14. It means a lot to them to get to have a winning record. We're talking about Rutgers playing in the Big Ten. And these guys are balling this year, guys. Like, they they compete this team. It's a big game for them, and it's a really winnable game. Penn State blow on the road. Rutgers going to win this game tonight. And another one, you got the Marquette-Seaton Hall game. I can't bet it yeah. because it's freaking in New Jersey.
2: And that's and now you want to talk about must win. You mentioned it earlier. I mean, Seton Hall is uh, is the definition of bubble this year, and they got to win not only tonight. They got what is it, Nova, that they finish up with. That they got they got to beat them too. So not an easy road for Seton Hall. This is so stupid though that.
1: If, if somebody wants to throw the Seton Hall game, it, they're not going to do it at the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands
2: anyways. Yeah, that's asinine.
1: Like, what does it do? What are you doing? You know what I mean?
2: Yep, nope. asinine.
1: Like, look at Nevada. They take action on UNLV games. Although I will admit, it's shady as hell, and it always seems to come down to the last free throw. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I will admit. <laughs>
20: Full honesty there, it is shady. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
7: higher indeed the world's number one job site source com total visits
6: hi i'm keith Urban. i believe every child on the title to a complete and inspiring education music education programs in our schools help kids learn socialize gain confidence and stay in school they need your help to survive mr holland's opus foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play with your help
15: I was like, I'm just going to try it. My pants are like falling off. It really works. I bought suits last year for my new job, and they're falling off of me. It's insane.
9: Guys, if you want to lose belly fat, gain energy, strength, and muscle, and look and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888- 400-0435. 400-0435. That's 888-400-0435. Andro400.com.
1: Good morning after Fantasy Sports, our radio and television network. Thanks to Cam Stewart for joining us earlier. We're not done with the guest. Barry Trammell will join us. Sports columnist with the Oklahoman. Talk a little Kyler Murray. Because you know we haven't talked Kyler Murray at all on this show at all over the last couple of weeks. Who's that? At <laughs> uh, at all. <laughs> but uh, hey, you know what? We'll put this, uh, Charlie. We'll put some of this, these Charlie uh, Casterly uh, criticisms mm-hmm. um, to, to the fire with a guy that uh, has covered uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, but it's time to throw it down. I don't know what Sean has in store today, but I'm ready to go. Let's do it.
0: Do it. Please rise. The Morning After presents
14: debate. Now sit on it.
21: All right, what's up, Gabe and Joe? Another round here of debate gate. Gabe, you won yesterday, so you'll go first today.
1: We appreciate that. All
21: right, round one. I guess we could call it round one instead of question one. It's Antonio, <laughs> Antonio Brown, expected to be dealt, as we talked about. Enough for the Redskins. We talked enough about them. They're one of the three teams to land Antonio Brown with the Titans and Raiders. So out of the Titans and Raiders, which team has the better QB? Gabe.
1: Well, that's, that's a really, that's a tough question, isn't it? Who would I rather have, Marcus Mariota or Derek Carr? Wow, they're both sort of mediocre and average. Dear God, it's a tough one. Due to durability, I'm going to go with Marcus Mariota. And for the record, I think if you're Listen, if you're Antonio Brown and you still want to be relevant, you want to be playing in playoff football games, you want to be relevant and playing in real games, then you better hope that um, that, it, it, that the Titans are the team that gets you. Otherwise, you're going to be playing on the worst field in football with the Raiders in Oakland. There's, like, broken glass and needles and, like, bullets out there, like, out on that field. A baseball diamond. Um, the Raiders are going to suck for a while, The Redskins are the Redskins, and it's basically like football purgatory. Um, Tennessee's the best fit, and I'll go with Mariota. If I had to pick between Mariota and Carr, I'll go Mariota.
21: Joe?
2: Oh, it's absolutely Derek Carr. I mean, you can't even compare. First of all, Mariota, the wind blows. He's going to fall down. He's going to be out, you know, six to eight weeks. He's never going to be available there. We've seen that time and time again with – Uh, with the titans if you want to go out there and stretch the field which is exactly what antonio brown does he stretches the field which is why ben roethlisberger was as good with him as he was then the guy that's going to be able to get him the ball is absolutely Derek carr especially in that offense with gruden as the head coach i'll take gruden an offensive head coach over vrabel anytime so give me derrick carr
1: did you watch gruden and Derek Carr play football last
2: year doesn't make it too Did you watch Bruden Gruden over Vrabel any day of the week? Uh, give me a, an offensive minded no. head coach as opposed to Vrabel any day. No, I'll take Vrabel.
1: Vrabel actually wins. Gruden ain't winning nothing. Gruden's a big sideshow. He'll be back at a booth in a couple of years. He's just fleecing the Raiders for $10 million a year. All right. I like, listen, I don't hate Derek Carr, but I've lost confidence in him. His teammates, you know, you don't, you don't want to talk about a lack of a leader. Uh, the guy wears mascara. Like I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not down. Give me Mariota.
21: All right, the vote's in. Alex, you
12: have the vote. All right, your resident Steeler fan here, and I gotta go with Joe Ranieri on this one, solely mm-hmm. because the question is about quarterback. Yes, Derek mm-hmm. Carr is with the Raiders, and the environment isn't the best. But they have the most draft capital for the Steelers, and Derek Carr has publicly said that he would love to see Antonio Brown in the locker room. All differences aside, if the quarterback and
21: Antonio Brown, Derek Carr probably won't even success. be there. That's probably true. Yeah, we're probably trade traded. All right, moving on. Round two, NBA. Well, who won? I think you're all wrong, personally. But... Gabe... No,
1: I believe that was a W over here, but you're right. <laughs> <Gabe> <laughs> lost. <he> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, lost. Derek listen, Carr. No, listen, Mar- I'm, not, I'm not saying Mariota's great, but I'm not a big Derek
21: Carr fan. What do you want from me? NBA, no. round two. Boston is 18-2 when Gordon Hayward shoots 50% from the field and just 17-22 when he doesn't. So... If Gordon is playing at a high level, can the Celtics, or should the Celtics, be favorites in the Eastern Conference? Who are you asking? Joe. Joe, you go up. Uh Yeah, um, yes, the the Celtics
2: uh, were the preseason favorites for the East, and nothing has changed uh, over the last, uh, you know, over the entire season to tell me that the Celtics don't have enough firepower. Do they need Gordon? No, they didn't need him or Kyrie last year to be able to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They don't need him. If he is playing well, then they are exactly what we thought they would be, the favorites to win uh, the East. The problem isn't Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, it's consistency with the Celtics. and they consistently bring the game that we saw them bring last night. That remains to be seen.
21: Gabe?
1: No. I'm going to say that the Milwaukee Bucks are still the uh, the favorites. It's all nice that Gordon Hayward's having a couple of good games. The Boston Celtics are a dangerous team. And we saw how good they can be uh, last night. But it doesn't mean that suddenly they're the favorites uh, to win the Eastern Conference. Milwaukee are still, you know, Milwaukee haven't done it yet. They still have a lot to prove. But Milwaukee are the most explosive and best team in Eastern Conference uh, this year. And because uh, Richie Cunningham, and Howdy Doody, had a couple of good nights, I'm
2: not going to change it. I'll take the team that's been there, done that just last year. They've got the experience. I'll take Boston to repeat. I'm a homer. I say the Raptors win the East.
0: All right, uh, it's Bavona that's going to be voting on this one. I am actually going with Gabe on this. I think that the Bucks are still the best team in the Eastern Conference. You, Joe, you're right. The Celtics have the most experience. But then well, like if I'm right, said, why are Joe... you voting
2: for Gabe? If I'm right, first of all, it, let Hold me on, ask you, Joe the reason boy, why I'm sitting. Sa- have there... you ever once voted in favor of me, or are you just are you I completely working it out you. with Gabe? Yeah, no, that's I ridiculous. have voted for you. Did he buy you, you that sweater? Is that wow. what it is? Did he vote for that sweater? He did. Ridiculous.
1: But you know are gonna you gonna accept this type of harassment in our in your courtroom
2: bavona this is like a big East tournament man it's just rigged <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you know how about we find out uh, in the next round here
2: yeah all
21: right all right. Round three. I still
1: Thank don't like, like my Mariota answer fully. Like, I'm not, you know, fully living
21: with Mariota here, but it is what it is. Yeah. All right. what do we I want? don't blame you. I don't blame you. I'm trying to make you give it.
2: me a worse choice, though, between Derek Carr and Mariota?
21: Yeah. That's why it's a good question. All right.
1: Round three. I was thinking more like the situation, Tennessee as a whole. As a whole. That's interesting. But I would rather have Vrabel than Gruden right now, too. I'll
21: stand by that. All right, last one, last one. Bryce Harper, he might get in trouble for tampering. Keeps mentioning Mike Trout going to Philadelphia, joining him after his contract expires in two seasons. All right, so what would be a bigger factor in Trout going to Philly? Bryce Harper talking to him or the Angels making Trout a ridiculous offer over $350 million? Gabe?
1: To me, the um, it's a tough one because the Angels aren't really doing anything with Mike Trout. So I would say, oh, you got to keep Mike Trout, but why? Yeah, you know, at this point, why don't you just trade Mike Trout and get like the best <laughs> trade in the history of sports, like make the Herschel Walker deal seem like nothing, make the Wayne Gretzky deal seem like nothing. It's not like the Angels are doing anything with Mike Trout anyway, so I, I think they're just wasting Mike Trout's time, to be honest with you. And if I was Mike Trout, it would be time
2: to leave anyways. So you know what? Screw the Angels. I think it's hilarious that people think Mike Trout's, like, underpaid somehow. The dude is making $32.5 million a year remaining on his contract with the Angels. The Angels gave him a boatload of money to begin with to stay there. At this point in his career, it's the likes of a Bryce Harper knowing he's going to be there for the next 13 that would bring this kid home. He wants to go home, and, and now he's got an even bigger reason to go there because Bryce Harper's already out there recruiting him, so... Bryce Harper is the key to getting Mike Trout, not the money. He already makes the money. He's getting paid a boatload of money with the Angels.
1: Bryce Harper should shut up, though. Like, who the hell is Bryce Harper tampering and talking about another player under contract with another team? Rob Manfred needs to put an end to it.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, it's good for the city. If I'm a Phillies fan, I'm jumping up and down right now. Not like they need any more reason to be completely obnoxious. But, yes, I'm jumping up and down right now. The uh, Yanke- Listen,
1: the Yankees are going to go hard. Like, everyone's going to go hard after Trout after. More so hmm. than more so than they did with, uh, with Harper. But I will agree with you. I don't think Trout cares about money. He's already rich, yeah. and he's sort of, you know, he's a down-to-earth guy. We'll see. Uh, it seems like. Gabe,
21: Joe, Ventra has the vote from the pit. Okay. All right. What's oh. up guys So What's you guys kind of agreed there at the end But I'm going to go with Joe here Because I think no. that Trout's
12: looking for his championship And uh, the Angels haven't provided the players To give that's him a what championship in the years so you know the what, man, That's what I said a so it's a right, a part part.
2: Part. That's what blanche I said Anytime you want dude Card blanche alright Leave Bavona out of there Don't even handle the microphone anymore Done
17: Choke him with the sweater You
1: realize Bavona's the one that works the board right I swear last night I looked at the college basketball card for today. I was like, man, there's like a lot of games I like. Now I'm looking, and I'm like, eh, yeah, I sort of like it. You know, like I, like I said, I like the I like the Jersey team. I like Rutgers. Uh, I was thinking about Seton Hall in, in a must spot. I can get that action in uh, online. A game that does catch my eye tonight, Joe, in the West Coast. And I like the West Coast late-night action. I like betting the... Uh, you know the big, the big West, the West Coast Conference, Mountain West, et cetera. Mm-hmm. We have Fresno State at San Diego State tonight. Mm. Aztecs have really started to come together as the season has progressed. Eight and two straight up in their last ten basketball games. Seven and three against the spread. A very robust. Fourteen and two on their home court. Nineteen and ten on the season. San Diego State are one of these teams. Like their pedigree and their name might give them a little bit of a bump. Uh, with the committee, and there's not a lot of great teams actually. Like I, I'm reading a no. lot of the bracketologists saying there's going to be a couple of teams with not great resumes. They're going to get in here. SDSU are 19 and 10. It's a massive game for them tonight on their home court. And another thing is, Joe, a lot of these teams it's their last last home game as well. Yes. Right? So you know what it's like, you know, college last home game, players lay it on the line.
2: Yeah, that's kind of why you know I kind of like Marquette here laying. It's a small number. They're laying two against Seton Hall. We know that Seton Hall, they are the they are the best inconsistent team I think that we have seen all year long, and they come into this game having to win. But Marquette, you know what? 23 and six, coming off of back to back losses against Villanova and Creighton. I think they want a shot at this Big East title, and the only way they get it is by beating Seton Hall tonight. So I think Marquette comes out on fire, motivated. It's kind of a, it's more of a must-win for Seton Hall, but I think Marquette gets it done laying the two tonight.
1: All right, so the teams, uh, let's talk about some of these, uh, the, the bracket, the bubble watch here tonight. And this is Jerry Palm's uh, bubble uh, bracket watch. Florida Gators. Um, yeah, they, Gators they lost cover to Georgia. Yeah,
2: they can't cover at home.
1: Yeah. And you know what? They gotta go to Kentucky still, too. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a this is an absolutely positive must win game for them. Yeah. There's no yeah. they lose this game, they're done. Like they're going to Kentucky. They had the SEC tournament. They're not gonna win the SEC tournament. They're done. Mm-hmm. Florida needs this game tonight against LSU. Uh yeah. Seton Hall, sixteen and twelve, also in a must win situation tonight. Um, North Carolina State tonight, uh, Joe. So it's NC State at, at uh, it's NC State and Georgia Tech. They're laying 11 mm-hmm. at home this evening. Spreads too much to be laying there. Um, Washington. I can't believe that Washington really is on the bubble. Yeah. I Crazy, think, right? I think ultimately two Pac-12 teams will get in. I think Washington's going to get in. I think Arizona State will get in. What do you think of the Clemson game tonight against Notre Dame? Massive game for Clemson as well.
2: It is a huge game for Clemson, but Notre Dame's been a little beat up and that's, um you know, they've got a a couple of guards there that have been really, really good for them, but they, they've been inconsistent. I don't, it depends if, and I can, I remember the kid's name, but it depends if they get that upperclassman guard back in there. I would take Notre Dame. I don't trust Clemson at all.
1: You know, I was looking at Ohio state Northwestern are terrible. Like, um, absolutely brutal Purdue
2: losing like seriously, Purdue Honestly, you lost last night. Now the Big Ten is, now it's a big free-for-all again. Who Who's going to win the Big Ten? Well,
1: it's the different. Buckeyes don't have uh, Caleb Wesson tonight. Nope. The game's yep. basically a pick em. It's like, man, if Ohio State can't win this game, we don't belong in the damn tournament. No, they don't. Here's, a, they don't. here's another one, actually. A lot of bubble watch teams tonight. Mm. Georgetown, who people have sort of gave up on, but they're lingering. And I'm pulling for yep. Patrick Ewing here. But they're going into Chicago tonight against DePaul. Paul. Another
2: tough. Hate one. that. Yep. Hate that. Also hate that.
1: And uh, you got uh, Creighton. Ah, Creighton's 15 and 13. I wouldn't. I uh, wouldn't count on them. No. Man, I'm tempted by. I'm tempted by these road teams, but I know it's not going to end well,
2: Joe. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's it's never going to. That's the problem. It's not going to end well. And then we've got, you know, like you said, you had the horizon last night. A lot of fun. I I said yesterday, I'm a big Green Bay fan. I thought Green Bay took care of business uh, last night. I think they got a legitimate shot. The best part about that conference is the fact that it's always Some sort of either four, five, six, seven. The number one and two seeds. sorry, Wright State, never end up winning that tournament. So that's why there's some money to be made in the Horizon tournament.
1: Yeah, but we're not on the neutral court yet. These games are at home. Last night, both teams uh, won and covered. Uh, We'll get to the final four in Detroit. You're right. That's the thing with the Horizon. They cannibalize each other. Normally, the best team gets screwed. They don't make the tournament because Wisconsin, you know, the Panthers or like Milwaukee Green Bay or whatever the hell. One of those teams. We'll we'll, we'll shock everybody. NBA tonight, Um, we've got the uh, Dallas Mavericks, Washington Wizards, uh, Miami Heat, and the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets have been in a free fall. Pistons laying five and a half. They've been a covering machine as of late. I never trust the Minnesota Timberwolves. T-Wolves played last night and won. They're not a good back-to-back, as now you're going on the road back-to-back. I think the Pistons could
2: be in a nice spot here laying five and a half tonight. Oh, well, they're just awful on the road. I've, they've lost eight of their last nine games on the road by an average of uh, 7.8. So as far as I'm concerned, anytime I get a chance, I got a, a hot, streaky Detroit Pistons team who loves being home, plays very well going up against a team who can't cover on the road. I'll take Detroit all day long. And How about this one? The Boston Celtics last night throttle
1: the Golden State Warriors. Ooh, everything's mm-hmm. all right with the Celtics now suddenly. Um, you know, the guys in the picket making them the favorites. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, three and seven against the number uh, this second half on back to backs. They're zero and three on the road. Your thirty-three point win is great with Golden State, but I think Sacramento, which has been a covering twenty-two ten and one against the number Sacramento at home. I'll take Sacramento getting points. Yeah, you get
1: Sacramento getting two on their home court. Um, all right, do we have is, uh, is Barry ready to go, Sean?
2: How about the Lakers? Okay, no, he's coming up
1: in a couple of minutes.
2: My are bad. you going to take the Lakers? Denver at the Lakers. Denver laying four and a half. Are you are you, are you buying into the Lakers? It's, I'm seeing six now. It's up to six. Oh, wow. Already?
1: <laughs> no, no. I wouldn't be buying into the Lakers if anything, actually. I think it's probably a route. Like, yeah. you know, the nails. It's like the final nails in the coffin, basically. They don't mm. have any fight, the Lakers. We saw they didn't have any fight against the other night against the Clippers. Now they're five down, 18 to go. I don't see where the resiliency is going to come from uh, with this team. Denver's not a great road team, but I could see Denver, like, drilling them tonight or Den- yeah, Denver also- covering. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch the Lakers with uh, – I wouldn't touch – I wouldn't go anywhere near them.
2: This is how you get right. They've lost three in a row, Denver. This is one of those spots, Gabe, where this is how the team gets back on track. Kyle Kuzma, by the way, averaging 19 points a game, he's not playing. Got a twisted ankle, so they're down even. Uh, they're down even more scores there on that uh, on that Lakers team. It's a tricky. It's a tricky night
1: tonight. I was actually all fired up to go to the sports book, Joe. I'm getting like yeah. uh, cold feet before I'm even there.
2: I'm like, yeah, I, and it, the same thing with the Washington, Dallas, uh, Dallas on the road, the Mavericks uh, uh, taking on uh, the. Uh, I exact like I know they're awful on the road too, Dallas. And I just
1: I oh. wanted to take the Spurs and the Hawks. I'm like, oh, that's a nice over. It's 235 points.
2: Yeah, already, yeah, nah. freaking high. Yeah.
1: You know yeah. what though? The uh, here's a good play. The Atlanta Hawks plus six and a half on their home court. They're playing well and they're scoring. San Antonio yeah. can't play on the road. They're not blowing and anyone 20, out on the road, 11 road,
2: and 22. Yeah, 11 and 22 on the road. 14 and 19, uh, again, on the number there on the road for the Spurs. Not very and good. They're
1: like six and a half points. What am I missing? Like it's, it's like, that's the thing. It's early in the day now, so let's play the NBA injury game. But what am I missing with the injuries here?
2: Nothing. I don't think there's any load management. I You know, Atlanta getting – I think Atlanta can keep it close. Uh, you know, six is a lot.
1: It is. For a team like San Antonio that don't play defense and – they struggle. They, they 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 struggle on the road. Um, Atlanta, who the hell is out, though? Oh, God, yeah. So, uh, that's the problem. I'm trying to give you guys some picks here.
2: John yeah, Collins. Atlanta's been a very competitive team that's never going, you know, that's fine. Oh, they haven't quit. Football. Trey Young yeah. is making it rain.
1: Like, these guys are, uh, they, they, they compete. Uh, What's John the over Collins. That
2: game game What's time decision. He's got an illness. That How many points are they laying in that game? It's six and a half. What's the total? 235. <laughs> in Atlanta, San Antonio, 235, right? Yeah. yeah Atlanta, plus six and a
1: half, 235.
2: Two so, teams that play zero defense.
1: deadman, uh, deadman is out, too. Or Dedman is also, uh, he's doubtful. Listen, Colin, Collins is one of their best players, right? So, Dedman, we can live without. Collins is one of their best players. You know, that's why you're getting six and a half. If not, it would probably be three and a half, four. But Atlanta had been scrappy. If we look at Atlanta in their last, um,
13: let's see if you look at their
1: home games here. They've actually been covering some numbers. You know, Atlanta can score. San Antonio can't stop you. So I wouldn't trust San Antonio laying six and a half against anybody on the road. Like I'm talking anybody. All right, the Atlanta Hawks, Atlanta Hawks, Atlanta Hawks. Of course, I got to look this up.
2: Yeah, what do you do with Chicago too? Right, they're at home. They're getting uh, five, five and a half against uh, Philly.
1: They're another one. The the Bulls have been pretty competitive down the stretch too at home.
2: Yeah, at home it's a they're a different team. Like the the NBA's
1: a the, the the NBA's a weird league like this. Like, yeah. Good teams will win one night and then lose. You have to sort of have that leap of faith. But I did the leap of faith last night and it freaking cost me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the Knicks, Phoenix too. Yep, Knicks Phoenix tonight, don't forget the battle for the bottom. Yeah, it's not often the Phoenix are favored.
1: See, I look, the the Atlanta Hawks, one, two, three, 4, four on five one. The Atlanta Hawks are six and one against the spread in the last seven games. Yeah. I'm, it's... See, it's the thing, like the casual guy be like, oh, the Hawks suck. Oh, six and a half. I'll take San Antonio. We're at the time of the year now, guys, where bad teams start to come together. Look, look at Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix have won two straight games suddenly. They beat the Lakers and they beat the uh the Milwaukee Bucks the other night. Right? Like their the confidence level is just different. Um yeah, the Atlanta Hawks, six and one against the spread in their last seven games.
2: Sign me up. Got- I'm taking the Hawks. Forty five percent of the bets, sixty seven percent of the money right now on the over. Let's see the
1: uh the Chicago Bulls. How oh, they've been covering. Uh, bulls are not bad. Uh four uh, four uh, four and three, last seven. All right, morning after continues.
0: It's college basketball season, and the Monmouth Park Sportsbook by William Hill is your best bet to watch and wager on all the games leading up to the big tournament. Watch every minute of action on our 75-foot HD video wall. Wager on props, parlays, over-unders, and much more. Go to monmouthpark.com for hours and information. Excludes New Jersey college teams and college events taking place in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
9: Andro400.com.
6: Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. But They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, We can keep music alive in our schools
3: and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit MHOPIS.org now to find out how you can help.
1: We were talking earlier, it's the morning after. I'm Gabriel Morenzi in Midtown Manhattan, Joe Ranieri's in Florida, Miami, uh, Florida. But uh, we were talking earlier about uh, how a lot of these college basketball teams, it's their last home game of the year before the conference tournaments uh, start. They might have a road game uh, this weekend. Something to keep an eye on tonight, the St. Louis Billikens. It's their last uh, uh, their last home game of the year. Travis Ford, actually 9-0 uh, against the spread as a favorite in his last home game of the year. Ten and three straight up, ATS. There's a little number. Thinking about laying the points with the Billikens uh, tonight against Duquesne. Uh, Speaking of the bubble, the uh, Oklahoma Sooners uh, were somewhat, I guess, sort of on the bubble, but not anymore. As um, Kansas' Big 12 streak has come to an end, and I think the Oklahoma Sooners are now comfortable uh, to know that they're going to be part of the Selection Sunday process. Let's send it to Oklahoma. uh, Barry Trammell joins us from the Oklahoman on the Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Network. Uh, Barry, good morning. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us on short notice this morning. Glad to do it. We've got fans of yours in the chat, actually. We've got, like, Sooner fans. Um, so they're very excited. Oh, Barry Trammell's coming on. Before we get into the uh, the Kyler Murray stuff and Charlie Casserly's comments about him, um, what what do you make? We were talking earlier. It seems to me that the Kansas Jayhawk run a 14-consecutive regular season conference championship sort of flying under the radar, and people don't realize it's an NCAA record. No team has ever won that many conference championships in a row—it's come to an end. What's your uh, what's your take on the end of the end of the era here?
14: Well, it's a little bit culture. It's uh, not culture shock. It's it's sort of a stunning to people in this part of the country just because yeah. it's just always assumed Kansas is going to win it. It's been 14 years. You know, that's longer than the FDR presidency. That's that's longer than Bryce Harper's baseball contract. So uh, <laughs> it's crazy how long it is. Um, and it is unprecedented for uh, for a, uh, a school to, to win a league that many years in a row. What we're really dealing with it. this shows you that college basketball is not particularly a conference championship sport. The, uh, all eyes yeah. are so heavy on March Madness on the NCAA tournament that you know who wins the who wins the ACC or the SEC or the Big Ten in any particular year doesn't become that big a deal often you see conference champions um that are seated lower than um than a non-conference champion in the in the, uh, the NCA uh, bracket so it's just not that big a deal compared to like football everybody knows who wins the football title each year so um it just it, you're right it was under the radar but it was a uh, sort of a weight that that sort of hung on uh, the Big 12 and all these schools, because it's not like they got a bunch of uh, dads playing basketball in the Big 12. I mean, Oklahoma made a Final Four in 2016.
1: Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. It's a good, it's a, it's a good yeah, they, basketball conference. Exactly. It's not like right, you're just exactly. dominating the Sun Belt or
14: something. <laughs> right. So they were tired of it, and I think a whole lot of people were excited uh, for Oklahoma uh, to win that game last night, and uh, that includes the Sooners.
1: All right, so speaking of the Sooners, all the talk is about Kyler Murray. And so Charlie Casserly, and I'm not trying to pile on Charlie Casserly, but, of course, we quoted Bill Belichick and stated, you know, Charlie Casserly's wrong more than a meteorologist. Um, It just seems a little over the top. You know, okay, maybe he spoke to one GM and said, yeah, you know what, Charlie? I wasn't really a fan. I didn't really like the interview or whatever. But, oh, 10 teams and everyone walked away. I mean, it, what, what, what did you take when you, you saw Charlie Cassidy's comments that, you know, it seemed to be piled on pretty thick, um, you know, bad study habits, not a leader? And what that got me, too, was, oh, they questioned the work ethic. The kid was drafted ninth overall by the local athletics, just won the Heisman Trophy. He didn't do it by sitting on the couch eating Cheetos.
14: What do you mean his work ethic? Yeah, now his work, the, the, the leadership and the work ethic, I think, are sort of unassailable. Um, there's no doubt that he was a, a solid leader. Um, there's no doubt. Your point's great about the baseballs. You know, you, with a lot of great work ethic, you can't even play college football and college baseball, much less excel at them. So uh, I think those are probably misguided, and I don't really know what Cassidy meant by those. Um, I do think the film study thing is interesting. I have no idea if it's true. It's something we really don't know anything about. Um, you know, all, all you get's is what the coaches at Oklahoma tell you. They're not going to throw Kyler Murray under the bus no matter what. So I think that's largely unknown. I think it's possible that in Indianapolis he did maybe struggle in some in school some sessions with, with teams. I also know that been just one team. It could have been uh, uh, some sort of uh, espionage. You know, the the uh, the only thing that trumps the information that comes out of Indianapolis at the combine is the misinformation. People are always uh, playing angles because of draft orders and those kinds of things. So I think it's a great unknown, but I do I did find it interesting, and it, you know it is possible because it wasn't that long ago. The quarterbacks, particularly from the Big 12, particularly from sport offenses, had a bad rap when it came to pro prospects because of, uh, you know, the style of play and the reading and the progressions and those kinds of things. Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes did a lot in the last year to sort of uh, scrape away at that at that theory. But there's probably still some remnants of it. And it goes back to the kinds of things that Charlie Casserby was talking about.
2: Hey, Barry, it's uh, it's Joe and Um, You know, I, I know a lot of focus, of course, is on uh, Lincoln Riley and uh, his defense here now of Kyla Murray. But you know what? I believe tomorrow... Starts the new era in uh, in Oklahoma football. Jalen Hurts in spring practice. Uh, I think it our first opportunity to get to see him in an OU uniform. What is the you know what is the mood right now around the school? You know, outside of Calimary, the new era, the Jalen Hurts era. What kind of excitement are we talking about it uh, in Norman?
14: Well, there's a lot of excitement. You know, people. Uh, to be honest, back when Jalen Hurts was the Alabama quarterback, which has now been more than a year, a year and a half ago, going back to 2017, there was a, in this part of the country there was a lot of skepticism about Jalen Hurts and saying, you know what, he's a pretty good quarterback. He's a big old boy, can run, all that kind of thing. But he really can't throw well enough. And then, of course, when he becomes your quarterback, you think, hey, he's pretty good. So I think that's an issue. But he's clearly a winner, He's clearly a high uh, character.
1: Uh, I think uh, – I was going to say, holy crap. I think uh, hopefully there's not a tornado or hurricane uh, tornado uh, <laughs> hitting there, Joe,
2: right? <laughs> Can you hear us, Barry? Ah, uh, we lost him. Oh, wait, I was going to say that was, uh, that was getting ugly. But oh, no, we, yeah, go. we got him back. There, there he is. Oh, there, okay, there I'm we go. Sorry,
14: about, sorry about that, fellas. There we go, Barry. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, think, I think Hertz is clearly a high-character player. He's clearly okay. a winner. And the uh, and the um, performance of Kyler Murray in the wake of Baker Mayfield gives over the sort of this idea that Lincoln Riley can work his magic with any uh, quarterback of, of any kind of uh, style. So there's a lot of optimism. And uh, certainly Jalen Hurts has, has proven that uh, he can play on the high stage, so it's gone from a total unknown to quite a bit of optimism with Jalen Hurts.
1: I think he can throw the ball better than people give him credit for as well. You saw in that football game against Georgia when he came in and saved them. He was throwing bullets on the run, rolling out, making plays. I don't know if you know if, if Coach Riley has talked about this yet, Barry, but one thing I read in an interview and he did, I think it was with Peter King, and he was talking about how he didn't change the offense at all from Baker Mayfield to Kyler Murray. He said they essentially ran the same plays, even. He said, no, we didn't really do anything different. We ran the same plays for the most part. I wonder if that tradition will continue now with with Jalen Hurts. Have they adjusted the offense? Are they tweaking some things? What have you heard? Or do they basically figure, you know what? We're just going to plug in Jalen Hurts in the same way that we plugged in Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray.
14: Well, they'll definitely tinker. Uh, You know, they... They tinkered it from from Mayfield to, to Murray. There's no doubt about that. Now, they uh, uh, the same the same structure, maybe the same plays by name, but clearly they changed things around. Um, and, and they'll do the same with Hertz. I think they will run Hertz more. I uh, you know I, I'm anxious to see Hertz throwing the deep ball because both Mayfield and Murray were, were excellent deep ball throwers. Yeah. They became a huge part of the Oklahoma offense. I don't know if Hurts can do that. If he can't, they'll, you know, they'll have more uh, uh, intermediate routes. So, um, it's, it's definitely going to look a little different, but the general structure, I think, will be the same.
1: All right, Barry. So, before we get you out of here, and we appreciate your time uh, here, what's you? you know, the pro day is coming up. What kind of circus are you expecting, like? Uh, you know, I guess, like, do you guys have Aaron B. in, uh, in Norman? Because you can make a lot of money. <laughs> like, I think there's a lot of America is coming to Norman uh, for the pro day. But so it's preliminary right now. But do you think Kingsbury is going to take him first overall?
14: You know, it sounds like it. I'm, would, I'd, I'd still be surprised if it happened. Um, can the Cardinals get any kind of value for Josh Rosen? That's gotta be in their equation. I don't know if they can. Um you know, if they can get a first round draft pick for Josh Rosen, then maybe you do it. If you can't, you know, I read reports that people are thinking maybe a third round pick is as high as they could get Well that would be a disaster. Yeah, so, a third
1: round. A third yeah, a third round would you know, but, uh, I listen I would jump yeah, at Josh Rosen part, for, with a third round pick. I'd be all over it.
20: Yeah.
14: Yeah. So the Cardinals are a little bit dysfunctional. So who knows what they'll do? They just hired a coach that is not on anybody's radar. It's a little bit of a. uh, They just fired a coach after one season. It's it's a little bit of a dysfunctional organization. And the thing about dysfunctional organizations is they are very difficult to figure out. So who knows (laughs) what
1: they'll do? That's that's truer words (laughs) have never been spoken. Uh, Barry, hey, Barry I got
2: a quick question before we let you go. Saturday, Kansas State Wildcats, Manhattan, OU, probably already in the tournament. Can they get it done? Can they get revenge on Kansas State this weekend?
14: I don't think so. Kansas State's really good. Oklahoma struggles with teams that play big time defense, and Kansas State does. Uh, you can't. Oklahoma got over the hurdle. I think they're safely in the tournament, no matter what now. It's a last home game for a bunch of Kansas State seniors. It's going to be an emotional day. Uh, I would expect the Wildcats to take care of business.
1: You know, Kansas you State. Thanks for the time, Barry. You bet. Kansas State, uh, Joe, 55-1 to right now at the yeah. FedDuel Sportsbook. To me, it's just crazy. 55-1 to in a tournament that's sort of wide open. We've seen mm. this team go on a deep run. We know Bruce Weber can coach. Uh, two Big of the 12. best
2: guards in the country.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they have... You know they—they've been there, they're experienced, and you're getting 55 to one. You know, what I mean, I'm not saying Kansas State's going to cut down the net, but Kansas yeah. State can make it to the Final
2: Four. With a good defense, great guard play, you got a bunch of seniors and upperclassmen on that team. They fit the mold of uh, you want to take a flyer. All right, so what's
1: what's the play of the day here? What are you gonna what are you gonna leave us with here, Joe?
2: My play of the day is I am taking Detroit lane to five and a half at home against Minnesota. I think they get the job done tonight.
1: All right. Give me the San Diego state Aztecs to beat Fresno Mm. in San Diego. Minus, uh, it's like minus 135 on the money line. And And the Lakers do not win. (laughs) Speaking of the pit. Yeah. Denver's going to route the Lakers and speaking of the pit, New Mexico gets it done tonight on their home floor. Uh, Same thing, they're minus two against Boise. The other night, you're on your own. May the winners be yours. Later, guys.
11: It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family, or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. Call right now. That number is
18: 800-485-6003. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper,
11: 800-932-5517, 800-932-5517, 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517.
5: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California.
16: much of a sweat last night uh gordon hayward took care of everything for me i needed basically early in the third quarter so uh it was it was one of the one of the easier one of the more fun sweats i've had a hundred
1: thousand dollars listen to jew didn't even sweat it joe ah, it was kind of yeah. easy yeah <laughs> that's all right yeah i'm at home gordon having hayward. a heart attack over 160 dollars on the raptors rockets
2: game last night joe yeah. Gordon Hayward, uh, you know, third off the bench. I wasn't sweating it. Not at all. No, I, had, I mean, He was good to go. <laughs> well,
16: once, it, once he got go, once he got going early in the first half, I needed like 33 from him, uh, to feel, to, to overtake first. And first was another one of our subscribers. Um, so I needed, so we were talking in, in Slack chat about it. I, I needed 33 and, and Hayward had like 30 in the first half. So like he just got off to this huge start and it was pretty clear there that, you know, I just needed him to make a bucket or two in the second half and I would have been fine. So I was sweating it like hard early in the game, but he looked great last night. He looked like Gordon Hayward of old early. And so I saw him get a, a couple of buckets, a couple of drives uh, early on. And I was like, Oh man, he looks, he looks good. This is, this has got a real chance tonight. And then he had his best game of the season, basically. I mean, over 50 DraftKings points. That's a, you know that's a that's a performance you might get you know once or twice all season from Gordon Hayward so it came at the right time for me
1: so uh, who else uh, who else came through uh, last night for you
16: so the lineup was uh jeff teague bojan bogdanovich who was our cover yeah. boy yesterday in our content uh aaron gordon serge Ibaka, who was kind of a late uh late projection bump when they announced that he was starting against houston which made sense kind of a, a smaller more athletic team to have gasol come off the bench then miles turner uh, mike conley who was a really big difference maker he was only three percent owned he's had big usage rates uh since marcus Gasol has left town and he's been playing good minutes in competitive games uh gordon hayward at three percent owned and then carl anthony towns who's just been on a tear since missing that time with the car accident uh, he's played exceptionally well and having him and Teague kind of stacked together brings a little bit of correlation because when cat goes off uh, it's usually via teague assists so uh that that was a team didn't have a you know aaron gordon my was my lowest score at under uh at the only player under 40 DraftKings points so it just everything hit on the lineup it was uh you know pretty fortunate
1: so the daily roto crew these guys continue to crush it and kill it uh, ricky sanders won uh, what was it 40k 50k uh, last week yeah, two weeks ago yeah, 40
16: yeah, yeah he won he won 50 i think 50 or 60 combined in a few days last week i think we're on a streak of now uh, four or five days in a row where we've had someone hit for for at least 100k wow
19: com today